Potassium. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 7th of September 2014. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Robert Kemp. Yeah. And Zachary Burgess. No, you haven't got anything special at all. Apparently not. And also Zachary Burgess is here. Yep. I already started talking. You did. (laughs) And you're here. Not allowed until your name is called. And it was called, but muffled by me. (laughs) Because I'm a terrible guest. You're not a guest, you're a regular. You're not a guest of this podcast. <laughs> but if, oh, if I'm, uh, sorry, am I classed as a regular? Classed? Classed. <laughs> classed as a regular and not a guest if Dan's the host? Yeah. So, okay, we're all the regulars. Because okay. that's, that's the people who are always podcasting. Always be podcasting. <laughs> always be podcasting. <laughs> we haven't had a no, guest no, no, guest for ages. When did we last have a guest guest? Okay, I guess we have well, Rick sometimes. Kippers. We had yeah. Kippers a yeah. few times, yeah. It's been, it's been a while. We had Ho Yi on been a year, at one point, I seem to remember. I got an um, offer that, uh, that I saw Ben Parbury this week, and he might want to come on sometime. We might have him I'm, on, quiz him on this, life in Crytek UK, etc. And he's also I, making a game, so we might want to promote well, it. All right, then. Uh, I'm sure we can, we can have some shameless plugs. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, well, I haven't played it, but it looks pretty good. It's like a, uh, you know, HTML5 canvas dealio, so you can run it on everything. It's a oh, nice cool. little puzzle game. First time I saw it, I thought it might be pack block, but no, it's actually <laughs> less complicated than that, probably. <laughs> no. How can it be less complicated than pack block? <laughs> well, okay, it gets more complicated. It starts off less, possibly. I don't know, pack block has... Temporal skank. Yes, it has has mechanics. Exactly. No, no. The individual mechanics are not complicated. There's a level where your thing bounces off a thing. (laughs) That's uh, (laughs) the amazing complicatedness of physics. (laughs) Although not actually physics. Not physics. Yeah, thinking about it, of all of our games from when that we made for Happy Salad of Women 14, that one probably would work best as one of those. You know, um, uh, play on the on the bus type mobile games that makes loads of money. Well, pack rocket, surely. Do you think? Because that no, basically is one of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> All you do yeah. is click oh, on know, two there was a, there was a time element to pack rocket. I mean, something pack rocket, isn't there? Is against? Yeah. It was like it, a, a, well, yeah, a time based puzzle rather than like I don't know, Candy Crush or Quasi Cupcakes, like from Brooklyn Nine Nine. But <laughs> well, it's like. It's like the Jewel in speed mode. Yeah, you had to tap quite fast. Yeah. That'd be interesting because <laughs> the only way to play Bejeweled. <laughs> if if you turn that into a tap game, you'd have to make the box quite a lot bigger, which wouldn't. <laughs> well, yes, you'd have to make the whole game quite a lot bigger. How yeah. what window size was that game even? Is like four hundred by three hundred. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty tiny, <laughs> but that's cool. That would work on a mobile. But they're like packs. Blocks themselves are like sixteen pixels across, or something. Yeah, they were tiny. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to touch those. <laughs> you have to make them probably more than double the size. Man, I was, I did have like a moment where, and I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, where I was on the verge of trying Unity stuff. Yeah, and then I was, and then, but I sort of started thinking, I wonder how you would actually make some of our games like, I don't know, good. 
And right. <laughs> like, like, what if we took something like, what if we took something like Metabreed? Like, how could we make it a proper game? Like, you know, we've sort of balanced mechanics. And... <laughs> I mean, you can make Metabreed a balanced game. There's no, <laughs> there's no actual like, there's no way you can react fast enough to have it be you'd have to have like an incredibly limited number of balls and actually have it be about like slow motion imparting momentum on them to actually make them collide deliberately so no one's going to know anything that we've talked about for the last three minutes well we're talking about games yeah yeah we're weirdly on topic but on topic in a very but on the topic of starting making indie games is an interesting topic especially if you haven't done it before yeah it's just one of those classic problems that i always have like unless someone's paying me to do something i'm not going <laughs> to do more of my job outside my job yeah it's exactly. like even if it is much cooler than my job sorry my job <laughs> yeah yeah it's true you have to be really into the idea to spend your evenings doing that stuff as well as your your day it's yeah not, such, not so good i mean I, I struggle to get myself motivated to do the to do your actual job, <laughs> well, that, and to do my like Don't podcasting and to do the well the editing side of it and to do the like video editing stuff, like because it's it's because it's not playing a game, <laughs> or even my music stuff. Oh, I, I do that so sporadically now, like it's because it's not playing a game. The largest, so, I think, I have a problem. <laughs> the largest problem with the video editing is because you're having to wrestle with shitty programs that, that never work in, in a way that you wish they would. <laughs> yeah, true. I have, we have a lot of problems. But video editing isn't as fun as making a game because it's like, well, maybe it could be, but it's not like you're doing complicated editing like, like film, so film editing. No, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm purely dealing with the shit that yeah. happens from our recording situation where things for some reason aren't in sync or for some reason aren't, um, I don't know, well suited to each other. Or, yeah, I mean, I do to dealing with bugs in our programs that we use to try and that you know that means that any changes that I do make to the sync don't work, even when it's in exporting, unless I do some weird workarounds. And it's yeah, that I mean, kind I can, of stuff I can see that, that stuff being much less fun than making a cool game in Unity or something. I'm trying to figure out how to make MetaBreed actually work as a. I think Zach might be right though. But <laughs> I, I don't know, because I think I think you probably could get more. I think you were going in the right direction with Metabreed 2. No one's still no one's going to know what I'm talking about. Just, 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 go, just, go even, just go even weirder and crazier with like, yeah, and all over the place. You, I need it, like, the black right, maybe perhaps at this point we should explain what it, what it was. We've done this before on the cast. We have talked yeah. about it before. but we kept saying we're going to make a video on yeah, it one day. One day, one day. I think yeah, this is something we'd need I, all I three of should... us in, in the vicinity to do. Um, Have we, can you get everything working on your PC and I'll send you what I've got. And then, um, to and then a point, I couldn't get Metabreed 2 to work last time I tried. So I haven't got anything running right now. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it's possible. We have managed it in the past, but last time I tried, I couldn't get some of the more, more some of our later stuff to work. Right. Um, I, I did get discs of abnormality working after a struggle. Obviously. Um, but anyway, yeah, Metabreed was like a, Imagine a breakout paddle um, sort of style game, but you, instead of like bouncing a ball to break bricks in front of you, you're bouncing gravity-induced coloured balls that are actually little Pac-Men. Um, and they keep spawning periodically, but you have to try and make them collide with each other in order to breed more packs. And uh, and that was basically it. Just keep as many of them as uh, in the air as you can in order to keep your timer and your score multipliers up. 
Um, and then, of course, power-ups came into effect and uh, some of them got increasingly crazy by Metabreed 2. And in Metabreed 2, we did try an experiment with like slightly more advanced mechanics, such as yeah. the white and black packs, where the white packs gave you more time but less score, and the black packs were the uber-score givers but would eat your white packs. And it's like, so maybe we need to come up with more mechanics like that, but then the game was probably too fast-paced to real, really think about any of that stuff, so you basically just sort of, yeah. let's, just, let's just bounce everything. That's, that's all you had to do, was just bounce as much stuff as you could. There wasn't actually any any school in any other part of it. No. And, you know, you would frequently get screwed up by power-ups that basically just killed you, essentially. <laughs> That's the classic manoeuvre of, like, when you can't, when you badly program a power-up and you're just like, oh, this is this is probably, this is a funny reference to something, but it's actually like an anti-power-up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine to have some anti-power-ups, but some of them was, like, so bad for you. Like, the bounce was probably the worst. Like, because it... it uh, that when you got the bounce power up, all the gravity of all the packs was completely reset, and they would all just bounce from as if they'd hit the paddle from wherever they were. They'd just um, fall in a rain. That meant they all fell simultaneously. <laughs> that yeah. also meant that you weren't getting any time while they were re. No, so at the in the end game, that was a real problem. Like if you're, well, I say the end game when you were running out of time and you got a bounce, it's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But it's it cool. could work to your favour because if everything falls at the same time, then in theory everything would hit the paddle at the same time if you were in the right, if you caught enough of them. So you could get like a large sudden batch of time. Mm. It's, those, it's, it's those sort of mechanics perhaps we needed to like think through and expand upon, like ones that are slightly less random, maybe. But I don't know. It's but then that was half the fun of the game. I don't, I don't know. The like, game was random. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you could. It's one of those things that sounds cooler in theory than perhaps in like execution. <laughs> I wonder if you could evolve these the the game. Like if you had control like, over the parameters, you know, you could balance it by just playing it over and over, you know, or or not not necessarily you could even automate it, like have a crappy UI play it and then tune the Oh sure you do the until you'd do all the like, you know, you'd you'd have to go through proper prototyping if we were gonna do this for real, but um, you know, partly because I doubt my ability to like put proper graphics on it. Like they weren't exactly proper graphics back in the old Games Factory. And... Well, they were stolen graphics. Yeah, exactly. Because you you, you, <laughs> yeah, weren't, you stolen. weren't You worked with what you had. Well, they weren't stolen. No, because they're from the royalty free libraries. Whatever, exactly. Unless you want to include the likeness of Pac Man in that. But well, yeah, we'd probably do the same thing. We'd probably go on Game Sprites or whatever it is and and get some royalty free stuff or pay for some stuff. Yeah, or you use the Unity Store or something. Exactly. Either that, or you just go like totally abstract and do everything vector. Like, yeah, you know, well, keep that, it might, that might work for a Metabreed. Yeah, it might make everything. But then again, like some of the. Yeah, and just go nuts with the effects on power ups and things. <laughs> totally. Because, like, a, I don't know. Even the background for that was fucked, wasn't it? Because, like, Metabreed 2 had that. I don't know why. I, I had no eye for. I don't know style. <laughs> <laughs> you had you had a you had an insatiable desire to use every effect possible in, in like yeah. Shop Pro though. Yeah, <laughs> which it was, was cool. You just used to layer on as much shit really. as possible. Every, everything needs to, no, not not enough lens flares. <laughs> Partly because like, how do you do a lens flare in multimedia fusion? Like when I'm throwing hundreds of objects about. <laughs> my favourite, to be honest, is your... My favourite example of your kind of visual insanity 
it's probably the little menu system that we made for our for when we packaged all our games together onto one CD. Oh yeah, it's practically unreadable because <laughs> it all had that weird metal sheen. You know that yeah, sort of font where like halfway down it goes from like grey to that weird blue chrome. Yeah, it was like blue orange to, effect. Blue to orange, yeah. Oh and, man, and it, and it and it had these insanely bassy like exp- like sound effects and everything every like, time you click the button boom and then everything had to move on the screen with like a whoop 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 as it moved on and like because the objects were quite large Games Factory wasn't very good at handling the movement of them so it all ran like shit <laughs> <laughs> but it had like bouncing easing and stuff which is quite modern these days it was just insanely slow like the things flew in from the side of the screen and then they would overshoot slightly and click back which is very yeah. common these days in UI but it happened at like an insane glacial place pace where it went click 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 they like literally clicked in with a little sound effect of, 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 of moving into place well oh. man we got glacial spoon racer to work oh yeah but we had to halve all of the parameters yeah, yeah we had to patch it because it, it runs, runs too fast <laughs> yeah it was already pretty fast uh, do you play two player? Yeah, we attempted three player. Oh yeah. Oh no, or did we? No, we might have gone. As, no, it was three player because we didn't. Did we? We might have tried four player. <laughs> we might have tried four. Um, the problem we had though is that obviously because three three players were using a keyboard that you ended up just yep. with key collisions. Well, that's the classic problem. Yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't working so great. I mean, you only um, need two keys for that game, which is a bit better yeah. than a lot of games, but still. Um, yeah. Did it, you get any so, technical wins? No, no. It's quite I think, hard to I think do. We only won it properly a couple of times because once we slowed it down, it was super easy. Because it's like the problem with it running in speed mode. Right, Glacial Spoon Racer was, <laughs> we was, go. A, was a, a vertical. Um, Stupid game that I made. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to think how to describe it actually. So you, you're a spoon racing down <laughs> yep. a, like a very icy glacier. Glacier, I guess, yeah. <laughs> And there's like rocks in the way. Um, and so basically, you, your only control is to move left and right, but there are boost pads, and hitting the boost pad will move you further down the screen. And the basic idea was not to get to the bottom of the course first, it, like, it was just to get to the, the win marker down the screen, which is obviously just moving ahead of you all the time. Yeah, the course was but as soon as you <laughs> As soon as you hit anything, you went right back to the start of the screen. Yeah. And, and it took like dramatic fashion. It and... took about two and a half boost pads, right? Or because you could you could glance off the boost pad and not get the full boost, right? Yeah. So um And this so was the co- problem with when the game was running super fast, because the boost would practically give you nothing because of the amount of time you spent on the boost pad. Yeah. <laughs> so it became even harder. <laughs> other than the insane speed. And of course every time you exploded, it would put in giant <laughs> text at the bottom of the screen, Terminal Moraine! <laughs> which then of course obscured all the objects coming towards you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you could also slipstream in multiplayer mode, right? So you could, if someone had managed... Oh, not in the version I have. I think that was added after the version, after the copy I have. Okay. I've probably got the most up-to-date versions, etc. I should just zip it up and just send it to you. Social Spoon Racer 1.1. Whatever I've got. My only contribution to that game, I think, was making explosion particles and the the snow trails. The snow trails were so much better than the crap ones I had. They were, like, so awesome in comparison. You, you basically made that just by adding that stuff. It like really improved it. That was the one thing like that 
well, <laughs> apart from having um, some of my, I got some of our friends from the Cambridge crowd to play a few of them. Oh, really? And, uh, and other than sort of just laughing at our general concepts and like, attitude, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like, why the hell did you think of this stuff? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was genius. It was inspired by my GCSE well, geography course, obviously. Yeah. Well, it's like, other than that, they were kind of impressed with, with the, our use of like particles to like, and to the point where one of them knew a bit about how Games Factory and MMF worked. And it's like, oh, yeah, I never thought of doing things like that. That's cool. Yeah. Good job, guys. But I need. You didn't even get to show them the really weird stuff, like you know, things I made <laughs> generally, like fat lump of windows. Oh no, yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> I didn't have. That would be a weird one. I don't have a copy of fat lump. The thing with that advanced like games factory stuff that we did and multimedia feeding stuff was at the time like. You start off using it and you're like point and click and it's like, oh, this is simple. This isn't like proper programming at all because I didn't know anything about. I wouldn't have touched a command line because I was kind of post DOS, really. I could just about, you know, run a game or something. In no, DOS. I, I, couldn't, like, I couldn't code properly. But I didn't know any kind of command line and anything that involved any typing or, or, or anything was totally beyond me. So I was, I, so what happened was me and Rob, we got really advanced with, with Games Factory. And I don't know about you, but I was constantly going, oh, this isn't proper programming. But now I look back and it's like, no, that was full on exactly in, what I do. In right a now. lot of ways, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. it's the same, pretty much. Just the way you manage, you can't manage your game loop in the ways that you would like is the problem. No, exactly. You don't, you don't have enough control to be able to say, get, you know, to get the precision you'd want to de- design the sort of games you really want to achieve. Well, I still and think they a, could have improved some of the abstract. Think, looking back, I think they could have improved some of the abstractions and still kept it point and click. Like, I reckon the way that you, it, the, it was clumsy, like, it, selecting you couldn't select a single instance of a class basically so if you had yeah. like five alien spaceships you couldn't say this one do this or whatever you just couldn't do yeah. it um and it seems like that wouldn't be that hard to do or that no i mean i do wonder if like well you couldn't keep a reference to objects like that no. is that is part of the problem like you couldn't say oh, okay this is the one doing this and objects had a very limited ability to keep to store val- variables within themselves yeah. so you could which, give them state right so i used to do that like say this well, one's they had number like, one or whatever well they had like t- four flags or something and a couple of values so well, that was really limited games, actually, like, they had, had like three alterable values didn't they or something but it, by the no, time i think i think that was a weird distinction like you had a couple of values that were like integers and, yep. cup, and then a number of flags that were like just booleans. Yeah. So you had to try and use what you had to make anything work. And like, yeah. so Metabreed, for instance, used the um, one of the values to indicate the life of the pack. So that would increment over time, which would mean that pack was more valuable. And in yep. Metabreed 1, there was actually a visual effect to go with it where the trails behind the packs would get longer. longer if they were older. <laughs> Yeah, unless it was a light blue one. Unless it was, <laughs> unless it was the purple one. Yeah, which just <laughs> fucked up for some reason. The I never did find out why that broke. Yeah, it's just like that, for some reason that one color just wouldn't work. That was the hilarity of it. That some weird stuff would just happen, and we'd just go with it. <laughs> yeah, well, you had no choice. No. You had no choice. It's like pack pack beam, which is oh, oh, well, yeah. basically if you've ever played Vital Light on the Amiga, go look it up. It's, it was my attempt at sort of making something like that, except. It, really didn't work in the same way because you couldn't make that game properly. Um, but it's, 
Yeah, it, that, the the best bug with that was like this blocks falling down from the screen normally, but they would move in like set chunks. A bit like, I don't know, Space Invaders dropping or Tetris blocks falling. You know, it would move in at sort of like one block per tick, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Except occasionally that would break and everything would start drifting diagonally upwards to the right. <laughs> yep. Just of its own accord. Like, whenever, <laughs> that exactly. happened, whenever that happened, it's just like you're, you're obliged to just shout, Shift! Oh God, shift! <laughs> I can never get it to happen though. I've never seen it. I don't think since uh, it happened the first time I tried to play it like recently really? I was demonstrating okay. it. It's like, there's this funny bug that happens occasionally where everything starts drifting and I've got no idea why. And it immediately happens. <laughs> and I'm like, shit. Awesome. That's cool. And, uh, and then uh, there were the, well, my favorite of yours was the, um, I still, because, uh, cause I used your effectively copied your code, which was quite hard to do in the games factory. Um, for the oh, yeah. um, how, how even did you did that? Well, you could. Did, did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Shit! How even did you do that? You, you, you actually could do it, uh, but I copied your code effectively for the um, the crab AI in in uh, Death mm. Ender, Death Ender, and that totally blew my mind. I have no idea what's go- what's going on with those things. They all sort of slow down at once, and then some of them start moving but they move differently to each uh, I, I have no idea what's going on with those crabs but they're amazing <laughs> i i can't remember how they worked like, yeah what was what the logic was there was something about if one of them was in the same horizontal plane as your ship yeah um then it would do something to say to move them in a different direction and i yeah. think they were all attached to direction calculators so they all had momentum Naturally. yeah um but then of course because one of them was in the plane and you couldn't target so, that one. Yeah, they would all. They would all do something in sync. But they, but the direction calculator meant that they all did something slightly different, different in sync. sync. Yeah. And it looks awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, that was super cool. I love that. And then, and then, of course, there was my approach to Zach's bug fixing. Uh, where he had a serious bug in, in his puzzle game. And, and we couldn't figure out how to how to find it. So I just suggested he just test for it and then like blow the world up. <laughs> that was great. Temporal skank. It was, it, was it was a classic bug of like, it wasn't, it was it's, it's a bug that you, that like shouldn't be possible to happen, but where it pretty much just disabled one of the controls or prevented your bullets from spawning effectively. Yeah. It's like, how is it even doing that? Well, were you hitting like an object limit? Because no. like, the, the, that game. Games Factory was really bad at cleaning up though, if you were using any sort of effects. It's like, I didn't uh, leave any cheese. I mean, come on. Oh, you didn't leave the explosion cheese. Explosion cheese. Man, I had to come up with so many tricks, like from dealing with those particles, to like make sure they destroyed properly. Yeah, like I think like Metabreed used to have a, a pass like every thirty seconds or something where it would just delete all unimportant objects, like ones I use for effects. You did like your own garbage collection kind of thing, pretty much. Yeah, but it would just like it, it essentially like I... most of the part most of the particles would normally destroy like at the end of their animation. You'd like just tie an event to when the animation finishes, destroy them. Um, but like they occasionally that didn't always work because for some reason events in Games Factory are super shit, shit. and like just don't detect half the time. <laughs> yeah, um, 
And so you'd have to do this pass occasionally to just to say, okay, there's these trails, especially from, although that was it. I think I spe- in Metabreed 1, I specifically did it for the, for the purple ones because the trails were just were sort of infinite. It's like, I, I think every two seconds or something, there was a pass to just delete them. And it's, which would look quite weird when you were playing, right? Because suddenly yeah. the whole trail would disappear and then start spawning again. It was, it was very weird. But, oh, cool, cool days. But that's the thing. It's like, freaking cool days. It's kind of fun, but almost like Games Factory style dev is like so different from others. I'm not sure. I'd, maybe, it, maybe that wouldn't matter so much doing that because it's not coding. But then, I, I, but then I almost realised if I was to go back to doing something like Games Factory or MMF in their current states, that maybe I would just find myself all the time going, "Oh, if I could just code this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, and it is coding. It, it totally it full on is. So you might as well do and it again, for something that that is going to respond to what you're actually telling it to do. So you can make pretty good stuff in MMF2. Oh, I've seen some pretty good stuff. Oh, yeah. But, but ultimately, it's the same engine. So it's like, how the hell are they doing that? I don't know. So like these wizards of MMF are like far beyond what we did. Yeah. But it's been like more than 10 years since we were uh, here. Yeah. Like 14, yeah. <laughs> probably. <So. laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm sure things have moved on somewhat in MMF land, but even so, I still think Unity's worth a try, seeing as one of the main languages for Unity is C-sharp, right? So you could just get stuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just that plug would, in a that would be my That would be my entry point. And, you know, it's free to get started. Yeah. So. And then you can worry later about whether it's worth... I saw some blog posts this week about um, a game that was decided to switch from Unity to Unreal Engine 4. And they were very pleased that they did, but of course they were much more advanced because they were butting up against all the limits of Unity, and they were like, "Oh, really? Oh, this mm. is so much better." So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Unity's Unity's good at what it does. It's like if you're only building a, I don't know, I guess what you'd call like indie to B tier games, then maybe Unity fits the bill real nice. But mm. if you're doing, I don't know, if you're building the next Gears of War or something, you probably need yeah something a bit more heavyweight. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic for the niche it fills. Yeah. It definitely seems to be gaining ground because, you know, tempted to look at it now. Maybe we should have a look at it, Rob. I don't know. I I mean, we should. Whether I will is the other question. Yeah, yeah. Just every time I've got so close, it's like, I need to step away from this machine and go sit myself down in front of a different machine. (laughs) (laughs) It's your thought process. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's that whole argument that I've mentioned several times about, the reason I don't do more work on the website that I really, I I do really want to, but by the end of the day, it's just, I have no drive left. I'm almost definitely probably getting that laptop next week <laughs> after like five months or something of them promising. Anyway, so uh, I'm. I mean, you're the you're the one in at the best position out of all of us now with your web specialization. Well, I'm, to, I'm the web dude. To yeah, do that stuff. Yeah, Mister Mister Web. So uh, I'll see what I can do there. Need to get it all set up and stuff. And I'm go- and I'm taking some time off as well, so I might start looking at it. Um, next, not this week, but next week, uh, and then. Okay, this is <laughs> podcast talk, but yep, uh, no, you're on holiday no. then, yeah, right? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, after that, that that following weekend, we should get together and do a video and stuff for the for the fine yeah. folks, fine fine listeners of the salad. You just call them fine pokes, folks. Oh, I thought you said pokes. <laughs> pokes. <laughs> What's up, me pokes? <laughs> <laughs> my fine pokes. <laughs> uh. So. What's the word for when you're talking about yourselves a lot? There's like a, is it like self-indulgence? Right, like narcissistic or? Yeah, stuff like that. There's been a lot of that so far. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That would be a more dramatic statement if you had, had to work out what the word was. I, words have been escaping me real bad this last week. Like, just can't remember anything that I want to say. It's one of those things where it's like, I know there is a word that exists for the thing I'm trying to express. But you I can't, can't remember it. it, so I have to say it in a really stupid, long-winded way. <laughs> Your vocab has gone. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know what's going on right now. What's going news. on right now? News! News! That is the definition of news. <laughs> is it? What's going <laughs> on? It's yeah, going on right now, though. Yeah, but it's, is it, it's no longer news if it's... That gone well yeah but it's like what's the definition of how how long does news remain news before it again becomes... we've talked about this before <laughs> i don't know if we have what, the length the length of news <laughs> yes it's like what is the specific window of newsness it's news if you haven't heard it before i guess <laughs> okay once you've heard that it, it's is no longer definition of news, it's news to you once, yeah well, something you haven't heard of once once you've heard it it's no longer news it's history okay that makes sense. So what news have we got this week from the world of computer gaming? Well, as I've got a couple of notes of things we missed. Like, from Gamescom, we didn't talk at all about Quantum Break, like, because Microsoft showed some of that. Did they? Okay. What's the deal? It's a third-person shooter. From Remedy? <laughs> yep. Wow. What, you mean, like, Alan Wake and Max Payne? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit more like Max Payne than Wake, I suppose, because Wake's, oh. you know, a bit weird. But actually, just... It just looks like a normal cover shooter, but with some really cool effects for the time stuff. Like, so when you, like, they, they've gone for that, like, you've seen from, like, the, the older stuff they put out, like, uh, breaks in time are, like, represented of a sort of sharded glass-like effect. Right, so yeah. for some reason, your character has the ability to sort of mess with this stuff. And so, like, he can freeze things in place and create shields for himself, but it's all done in this really cool-looking, like, sharded glass effect. Um, but it, it basically, it just looks like, you know, it, mechanically, it doesn't actually look very special, but it's just the visual design looks kind of cool. Like, they have these things that they demoed called stutters, where basically a, a big area gets, like, super fucked up and time goes all weird. Okay. Um, and it's sort of, sort of paused, but things can sort of shift and sort of stutter, hence the name. Um, but that gives you the ability to do like crazy stuff. Like you can like just push a car and it will fly for miles instead of just having the normal effect because of the way that you're manipulating this environment. But of course, there's bad guys in these stutters that for some reason have some kind of stutter proof armor or something. And it's, and then by sort of like, impressions of this being cool start to fall apart <laughs> and it's right, like oh, okay. come on really <laughs> already there's some weird conceits going on around the yeah time stuff but when you're when you're in the stutter at least it looks pretty cool because like everything's sort of all i don't know light and misty and made of this glass effect and sort of things jiggle because they're behaving weirdly in time it could be kind of interesting but mm. ultimately 
sounds potentially it's going to be a third person shooter and that's yeah. going to be what you're what they haven't talked about and we still are in the dark the TV about is how all that yeah how all that tv stuff factors in mm. or if it still factors in with like the xbox studio shutting down was it xbox entertainment or whatever it was called oh yeah that's it. oh they said though that, that that this stuff wouldn't be affected by that though i think they oh, did, did they? Oh, okay yeah i think that was part of the when they were shutting it down but i mean okay. who knows whether that how true that is but they said it wouldn't be yeah oh, and they? we don't even know what it's going to be anyway really no so yeah anyway that's pretty much all they showed they didn't really say a great deal more than that but yeah visually interesting mechanically a mechanically familiar thus far cool well i i mean i i quite liked alan wake i didn't get that i didn't grab me though um but um you know i'm a fan of classic max Payne. Mm. One and two. Well, so. you're a fan of new Max Payne as well. Yeah, I'm a fan of Rockstar Max Payne too, but it's definitely different. Mm. Um, but uh, it'd be just nice to see the return of these guys, I guess. Like, see what they're yeah, up to. Exactly. Uh, and we also missed that Geometry Wars three as a thing. Oh yeah, I just saw the screenshots of that. It looks obviously mental. like Geometry Wars. Yeah, but they're sort of three Difying it. It's yeah, like, well, they're kind of pasting it onto shapes, right? You kind so of like the, the playfield is now on an object. So that everything happens on a two D plane, right? But that plane could be wrapped around a cylinder or a or a donut or a yeah, essentially. Yeah, it's a bit. It's it, it looks like it plays like I don't know if you played Super Stardust or something. And like that is again a sort of two D game, but everything's on a sphere. Yeah, and it's right. exactly and, like that. and your bullets yeah. just you know and everything follows that plane around the sphere. Yeah. But, that could be cool. But, you know, they've talked about that the shape could change mid-level under certain challenges, so, like, warping how you, ha- how you think about attacking things. Yeah, does it matter? Does it think... And it also sounds like they're doing a sort of level-based structuring to the game, like there's a certain challenge in each stage that you have to meet rather than the... Oh, uh, okay. There's, like, a career mode or something, I guess. Like, there's a progression. But they have mentioned that, you know, a lot of the old modes will be coming back. Um, so is this, like, ex-Bizarre people, then, uh, pretty much, yeah. Um, it's another splinter of X Bizarre guys that have. I think then is it? It was. Am I right in thinking this was coming out under the Sierra name, or it was associated with them in some way? Hmm, maybe. Yeah, I think it is. Like, because, well, so it's Activision essentially, is it? Getting, right, doing this. I don't know. Whatever. Um, who cares? It's coming. <laughs> it's. And you know, it could be interesting. And it's it's sort of weird that to see the the mo- I struggle to call them the models, really, <laughs> like the, the the shapes and stuff, but actually sort of rendered in three D. You see what I mean? Like rather than their sort of two D counterparts, they've actually sort of made like the snakes, for instance, are actually like pyramids rather than just triangles. Um, that kind of stuff. It sort of it does change the look, but as long as they are, there are particles everywhere, and the particles are doing cool things, and there's more effects on screen than I can count, then they're going in the right direction because that's what Geometry Wars is. So, what platforms is it coming to? Uh, don't know. 
presumably next gen, I would wager. Because they've got no ties to just releasing it on Xbox anymore, so it's... That's true. That's what I was wondering. But will it be on Steam? Also a very good question. Don't know. That would be cool. Can't remember off the top of my head. They might have said, but they might not. Not news! (laughs) Um, Possibly news. Rumours. Speculations. We don't actually know anything. (laughs) Okay, okay. Made-ups. Made-ups. What else is going on? Oh, I forgot about the whole stupid Gamergate bullshit or whatever the fuck that was. Or why yeah, is it even called that? Like, what the hell is the deal with idiots being idiots? And why... Uh, it's bastard. the internet. Yeah, it? this is my basic summarization of it. Why'd they call it's it that? the internet, big surprise. Yeah, <laughs> nobody I mean, is smart on any part of the internet. That's pretty oh, much Jesus. the rules. Including us. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, but the whole thing, like, completely passed me by. Thank God. Yeah, but then good. someone was telling me about it, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Um, what, what is going on? I, I yeah. can't. I, what, I, don't well, know. I actually do, don't know." Let sound, me do, yeah, Zach, let tell, me do t- a very, very brief recap. overview of like this is only as much as I've even gleaned, and I haven't been paying attention. Zachary goes on point, <laughs> on point. <laughs> it's like I haven't even been paying attention to it because I don't care for retirement internet action because this is definitely retirement <laughs> internet action. <laughs> So basically, there was a rumour that a game developer, who I'm not going to name because I can't be bothered to deal with the names, but some game developer was rumoured to have been sleeping with journalists and they were giving her good reviews, and which was immediately disproved because there were no, no reviews. Right. <laughs> there was only a preview of one of her games, and that was way before she slept with some guy who was a reviewer, and okay. not even at the same time. So that was immediately disproved, and then a bunch of people on the internet who heard the rumour got all pissy and got up in arms and then started harassing her as you do on the internet because it's the fucking internet and then they hacked a bunch of shit and then everyone got pissed off about the hacking and then the journalists got pissed off about the internet and started that's right the same dumb like generalizations like all gamers all gamers are terrible people and shit so that pissed everyone off some more really this is the main thing this is i think (laughs) the the main thing is the the is the turning point was when the gaming press started getting pissy with the internet like don't they realize it's the internet exactly this whole thing <laughs> even from the start it's like have you not been on the internet before this the is game, what happens the gaming press are part of the internet they I know. should be like every post they make probably has a comment thread that reminds them that they're on the, <laughs> the internet. internet exactly and well, like but it was like it's called Gamergate, right? Because some one of the journalists well, said that gamers now, there's, are now dead or something, or that the, now they're the, clean. Their gamers are dying. Now the, the people who were originally doing bad things on the internet are being like, oh no, now they're harassing us. <laughs> <laughs> That's when yeah. they came up with the Gamergate idea. But they're using the word. Is this what led to like, the DDoS stuff? Like when you said hacking, is that like because I don't think anything could be coincidental? Because there was a. Yeah, there was a ton of like this leads into some of the news I've got actually because the, there were a ton of DDoS stuff going yeah. on. But it's just like, and what's more, at the, at the same time, the the woman who's making those videos about w- w- women oh, yeah, representation in games, yeah, fucking shut up about her either. Yeah, um, and so she released she released another video. Uh, at precisely the same time, this all was all was all being stupid and and dramaful. And then, like, a bunch of people have left the internet forever. Like, <laughs> Phil Fish has again for about a million times. Oh, <laughs> I will know him because he keeps doing it. Well, that's, yeah, that's my surprise. <laughs> How was he involved? He was supporting 
the someone. Yeah, they were supporting one of the people in this big retarded internet argument. And then realised that they were all douchebags and was like, oh yeah, shit, but, shit guys, I'm out. Yeah, pretty much. That's basically how he officially operates every time. You realise everyone's douchebags and they just leaves. And then comes back. And then comes back. Because you can't avoid the internet. So yeah, my, my, the quote that I, it's like a totally unrelated quote that happened ages ago, but it's just a quote that I remember that sort of sums up everything about the internet, basically. <laughs> was a quote from Taiko Arcade where he said the the worst thing you can do on the internet is tell someone not to do something or talk about it yep <laughs> that's very true I gotta admit I'm having I seem to be more affected by idiots on the internet than I used to be yeah it's like you know I'll read comment threads and I'll get so angry by the people that are there like that my it's the worst thing to do if you're about to start a shift at work or something. Like, you know, I, I have a tendency of turning my computer on in the morning. Like, I'll have my bowl of cereal out and I'll read some, I'll read some news or something, catch up on my code project email, stuff like that. And I'll like, occasionally I'll scroll too far down, and occasionally I'll see some stuff, and then I'll get drawn into that stuff, and then regret it for the like half hour afterwards that my mind is milling over just how unbelievably imbecilic people are. It's I'm terrible. talking imbecilic as a word. Probably <laughs> not. I think it might be. I think that might be a word. Speaking, so vocab returns. I guess speaking of things that are actually semi semi related to this topic, dude, that is also, that's a word, by the way. <laughs> that's woo! success. Yeah. My my arms are in the air in some kind of victory stance. <laughs> speaking of things which are semi related to this topic, and also things I totally don't care about in any way. <laughs> <laughs> there was also the news report like on the BBC homepage there was a news report that was like PewDiePie is turning off his YouTube comments because he hates them so much and it's like well yes I think that's oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, YouTube should turn off all comments a lot of people misreported this as that he was leaving YouTube yeah and it's like no no that's, that's not what's happening he's, he's just, just turning off, off- but it's like how I, I mean surely his comments like possibly as the most popular video uh, well, maker so, on YouTube. Surely his comments must have been the worst. Well, supposedly the reason that he's actually pissed off with the comments is just because of spam and advertising. Like, because oh, he's such sure. a popular channel, he just gets cods and bots. Yeah. Rather sense. than just the content of his comments, which is probably the much worse thing. Because mm. <laughs> it's YouTube. Yeah. It, we've. I, should, I don't know if I should say that, actually. I was about to say, we've got away with it so far. <laughs> well, no one cares about our shit, so yeah. we're good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're all good. Never gives a shit. It's perfect. <laughs> it's ideal. No <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think that this is the worst. It feels like things are terrible at the moment in terms of the internet. It's really bad. It only feels as if you, it feels like things are terrible if you actually care. And <laughs> well, this is the thing. I, I, like internet. I sort of agree. But I don't think actually anything has changed. But I don't know. I, I, I mysteriously seem more. Aware of it now. The thing that annoys me about the whole situation is is that like there's basically only two states that you can be in, which is either just let it go and just leave the discussion friends to do whatever they're going to do and then wear themselves out, or completely shut it down. (laughs) 
Because mm. you can't have a middle state. And the, I keep it seeing people trying to be in the middle state where they're doing... It's like it's like how everyone is pissed off about the old like vague tweets and stuff where yeah. you're not saying... Where it's like you can't not talk about a topic by talking about it and not saying anything because that just confuses everyone. Yeah. I've, I've, my Facebook is becoming a bit like that, if I'm honest. Like, there are people I know... All right, this could get deep. Um, there are people I know that are... That fall into the category of what I call neo atheists, shall we say? Right. They're the, I've heard that phrase knocked about a bit. Right. Where it's people just from like our atheism or whatever. Yeah, you know the people that are aggressive about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Although, and and they don't actually have to be that aggressive themselves, but they'll retweet or reshare something that is yeah. some idiotic like, thing that Richard Dawkins has said or something. It's something like that, and it's like. I, my personal beliefs aside, I sort of have a problem with people just being aggressive about that stuff. Yeah. So I see it on an increasingly frequent basis, and I get annoyed. And it's like, I, this is my Facebook. This is my thread. This is supposed to be the stuff I like. Yeah, it's like you, fuck. You no, that those, maybe that. Maybe <laughs> that's why I'm becoming more aware of it because it's like it's it's in every thread I have. <laughs> so yeah, that's really friend. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily. Like, I don't know. That's I, one thing not... that has got better on Reddit. Actually, is that they made uh, for a very long time, for way too long, the atheism subreddit was one of the defaults. Hmm. So if you visited and you hadn't got an account and you just went to reddit.com, you would see those posts, and it was rampant. Like it was horrible, all that stuff. Uh, it's now, like I, I really don't have a, have a problem with people that, uh, you know, I'm just going to say I don't have a problem with people with that viewpoint, you know, just to caveat myself here. It's like, but yeah, but you don't, don't have like to be a dick about it. That's yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that's what South Park say, right? It's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like in the 5,000 years of the future, there are the, yeah, uh, all those civilizations based entirely on atheism. It's like, oh, the one thing we learned from our great Lord Richard Dawkins, it's not enough just to be atheist. You've got to be a real dick about it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Gamergate then no, yeah we're done with this topic yeah Jesus <laughs> Christ and then <laughs> the, like what, the other terrible thing the wow. other terrible internet thing was what I've now seen is was the leaked celebrity photos thing right which is terrible oh yeah um, uh, but <laughs> I, I've seen the gaming, right? no but, then, but uh, what kind but, of idiot stores your like personal I don't know Naked photos of yourself on a public cloud. Well, it's because yeah. I, as, I, I, I would say it's because a lot from. of stuff is just automatic. Well, apparently, if you don't remember that your like iPhone automatically syncs with the cloud or whatever. Oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently it came. Like Apple did come out and say, "Hey, a lot of this stuff came from us, but it wasn't a hack attempt. It wasn't a breach. It was just phishing." Yeah, no, people people fished passwords and got access to their account that way. So to Apple, nothing got broken. Supposedly, yes. yeah. Or so they say. So they say, yeah. You know, I mean, biggest, the, one the, of the biggest corporations. Well, they can say what the fuck they want. <laughs> but I mean, I bet some of the stuff must have been like, I don't know. Um, it probably was, and what I don't know. I don't know what to say. But, it's but, the fact I, that but it's apparently, all celebrity and, stuff. But like, maybe yeah. they got like tons of accounts, and were like, oh shit, this is Jennifer Lawrence. Fuck. Well, I think it was just like, if you were doing the fishing, you'd be fishing for celebrity accounts, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you'd specific. go for the big catch. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Because apparently Mary Elizabeth Winstead, she had some posters. You know the 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 actress mm. from uh, Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. She had some problems, and then she tweeted that she deleted those photos years ago or whatever that she that were private between oh. her and her husband or whatever. So oh, interesting. That's, yeah, that's so more she was suspicious. Like, I can't even imagine what lengths these creepy lengths these people went through to get these private photos. 
anyway. Mm. Yeah, anyway. that sounds more suspicious. So well, really depend- but then no one's really guaranteed. No one's really confirmed like whose came from what service. You no, know, like, but, but did, the, did hers come from iCloud or did hers just conveniently come from somewhere else at the same time? You know. Yeah. Exactly. But I mean that you know it's bad enough that this that all this, this idiot did this or whatever or idiots. But the way it, it, people react to it, you know, on the internet, is just really depressing. I mean, yeah, I've heard man. it's been it's been called. I've seen it being called the fappening on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a fantastic name, but yeah, but it it's terrible. Be, yeah, it's like oh man. That's, a, that's well done for coming up with that name, but at the same time, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys. Fuck you bastards. Anyway. Well, I mean, it's like the worst part of the story is really like well, once, once journalists decided to actually look at like all the dark net shit. It's like they were selling these photos to each other. In the, in the... Matt, did you see that? <laughs> did you see that Horizon show this no, week about the dark net? Was that any it's good? Actually, it's kind of okay. They they do. It's basically the dark net for beginners. You know, so they <laughs> so everyone could go in there and get their hands slippery photos. <laughs> sort of. They describe like and elements like Tor and how crypt- certain elements of cryptography works and things like that. But they do it in a very basic way. Like it's not anywhere near as complex as you know someone like me would need to appreciate it. <laughs> but at the same time, it wasn't actually that bad. It's one. Of, it's more of an. It's it's sort of an opinion piece because they're talking to a lot of like talking heads that are involved in this sort of cryptography community and stuff like that. But it's at the same time they're kind of making a point that it's like, hey, you can't have privacy and everything be good, or hey, you can't have um, government security without everyone knowing everything about you and that kind of thing. It's like this is just how it works, and it's uh, then you know they're not wrong. No. So from that aspect, and they touched on things like Bitcoin and stuff like that. But I was kind of annoyed about that because I think Bitcoin is a pile of shite. It's like I have real well, problems with how that thing is set up, how it's run, how it works. Like I, I, bleh. Um, I kind of like the idea of a of you know a, a global currency that's not attached or anything. But at the same time, fuck Bitcoin. Um, and they sort of just gloss over all of it, sort of like. Well, Bitcoin is the, the main that, thing that it was used to buy illegal stuff on the dark net, right? You used Bitcoin. Oh yeah, it still is. It still yeah. is. But they, they and they do mention that bit, but they sort of just gloss over how deep that rabbit hole goes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's much more to this story than than you're letting on. Yeah, uh, it's typical then, of Horizon, again, though. In every every field, like they're always yeah. dumbing it down. Yeah, beginner's guide to Bitcoin, I guess. Yeah. Also, Bitcoin's weird anyway. So, like, one coin is worth, like, several hundred dollars or something. Well, it so is now. It's represented in, like, several weird, like, yeah. tons of decimal places. But it wasn't initially. That's not it's weird. Like... That's just a... I know, but it just sort of strikes me as, like, if you were to use it as a legitimate currency, that's not a decent way of managing it. But it's designed to... You just to... multiply everything by 100 and then you solve the problem. It's, like, it's, not, it's not actually... Anything. I know, it just looks like shit. It's like, like, I don't know. I find yen weird for that precise reason because the numbers are so big. <laughs> it's like... Well, the problem with the problem when you're looking at Bitcoin is because you're seeing it converted from like regular money into decimals. Because it's like when you're looking at yen prices, they're all in like multiples of a hundred or a thousand because they've just <laughs> yeah, in they, their currency they have this, they've, they've, they've learned to shorten it. it. Yeah, yeah, it needs one of those. <laughs> just in the other direction. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the same direction technically. It's just. <laughs> You just make it instead of point nine six five. You just make it point nine. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
Anyway, speaking of money. Really? With what? Amazon bought Twitch. Oh, okay. Have we not talked about it? Fairly decent segue. This this happened after the last episode. We talked about the theoretical Google way. Yeah, because that was was, everyone thought that Google were going to buy it for a billion. It made a lot more sense. Yeah. But does it? Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, actually, uh, I don't know uh, what Amazon are going to try and do with in gaming in general. This, I mean, I guess this does make sense because it's it, it it goes along with. Well, my, my suspicion is that so they'll have this and they've got EC2 right, which is the they or whatever they've got their huge cloud business, the Elastic Cloud. So I, yeah, I think they might try and do and you know a whole full blown like on live Gaikai type thing in an Amazon style. Because they already want they want to they're really annoyed basically, I think, that Netflix has already won that kind of <laughs> market and they're trying to compete with them with their Amazon in, in Prime fact, thing. Like, yeah, they're pushing pretty hard, aren't they? Because Amazon Prime isn't is what Love Film used to be, right? It is, yeah. But I mean but in America, you know, it, it Oh yeah, Love Film has no no, yeah. no effect over there. Yeah, so uh, but they're trying to push their instant video or whatever. But I think they they might have a unique selling point if they're the ones doing streaming the gaming as well as the maybe that's what's going through their heads. I'm not saying it's realistic. Maybe. I mean, we we never heard what happened to Double Helix like after they got bought by Amazon, for instance. Mm. So the Amazon Games Department. Yeah, what, what's that all about? We still don't really know, and it's. I think this is um, a part of that strategy, but I still yeah, think it maybe. Made, would have made more sense for YouTube to buy. Twitch, but maybe, yeah. but YouTube have been really trying, like with Google Hangouts and stuff. Maybe Google. Uh, well, okay, let me let me stop with that argument. What Twitch actually said at the point of purchase. I mean, you could read this as I don't know, marketing nonsense. normal press statement bullshit. Yeah. But they were basically saying that Amazon was a better fit for their way of thinking. That Amazon is not going to try and change the way they do business and stuff like that, which implies. Google are. were <laughs> well. It's like if they revert everything they did before the sale, then maybe because because apparently someone changed what they were thinking. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like a week before this happened. Well, I guess the the content stuff that all happened like that must have been part of their plan anyway. They can't have just dropped that suddenly. It's not something you go, hey guys, we need like third party content <laughs> managing. Just, and... Judging by how well they did it, they seemed like they dropped it pretty suddenly. Yeah, I don't know. That kind of thing can't be easy to implement. They still did it terribly. This is true. I'm not disputing that. You'd think if they had Google's help, they'd have at least the people with the most experience doing that shit. Yeah, yeah. But no. So, yeah, who knows what that means. Um, I, I I feel like Amazon are flailing around a bit, you know, with their phone and all that bullshit. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think... I mean, I like their idea of doing grocery deliveries. Do you know they're doing that in America? Yeah, was it Amazon Fresh or something? Yeah, called, or? That, that seems like a reasonable market for them. But some of the other stuff, like that, the phone stuff is never going to... Device stuff isn't going to work and then that way. I mean, they've no, got a Kindle, but the Kindle Fire... I think like, Google are quite annoyed with Amazon at the moment because of, like, yeah, the, the Kindle segments the Android marketplace significantly. Yeah. Like, you know, the stuff about the, the Kindle store being completely separate from Google Play and that you have yeah. to do some real technical bullshit in order to get Google Play store to even load on a Kindle device. And even then, you still probably won't get the app to run. It's like, dumb, okay, you've, yeah, I, I can see why Amazon have done it. I absolutely can see that, but it does fuck up that marketplace real bad. 
Yes, nicked goods. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm sure they'll, I mean, Amazon have a huge business in there, but the, the thing is with the weird thing with their huge retail business is the margins are incredibly tight. Um, cause they sell everything yeah. so cheap. So they don't yeah. actually make much profit out of it. But, despite it but being they do by being operation. enormous. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? They, that's how they make their money by being yeah. enormous and by being the best. It's like you just yeah. out compete everyone. Yeah. But I don't, see why they're trying to get into games really doesn't seem like a natural no it's a strange it's a strange thing it's like unless they're really trying to push kindle in a way that no one really expects coming you know like perhaps they're going to do more of that platform or as i say or or your suggestion about going into gaikai probably valid um surely that maybe they should buy on live i don't know (laughs) well that's the thing yeah what's going on with on live I have no idea. I haven't heard from them for a while. But I'm just saying it would be a good fit with all their cloud infrastructure, you know? Mm. They've got data centers up the yin-yang. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yep, is, that, is that a river? I don't know. <laughs> <We're just using> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Well, we sort of touched on it earlier, but there was a shit ton of DDoS attacks. Speaking about infrastructure and stuff like that, um, yeah. like uh, PSN naturally went down. Um, Xbox Live went down, but Microsoft didn't confirm what the cause of that was. Um, whether that was part of the DDoSing or something else, mm-hmm. um, and I think a number of other gaming services. Uh, I'm not sure if Steam was affected. <laughs> But um, I think a number of other services had were having problems. Like it seemed to affect like generally the gaming community suffered a massive DDoS. Well, and presumably this is in response to GamerGate and all that crap. I'm a, I don't know about that. But probably coincidentally, but in a similar vein to weird things happening with the internet breaking was when I was playing Team Fortress the other night, and then I, for some reason I couldn't see Luxembourg any longer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, I literally, I was playing Fortress and all the fab servers are in Luxembourg. So it disconnected me, and I was like, right. well, I can see all the other servers, so that's weird. So then, I, when I, so then I went out of the game and into a web browser and tried a speed test, and I tried to ping servers in Luxembourg, and I couldn't see any of them. It's like, oh, no, Luxembourg is gone. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Luxembourg? What Luxembourg if got the news? first no. you? Yeah, what if Zach was the first person to notice that Luxembourg no longer exists? Yeah. Like, everywhere else worked fine. <laughs> Like France and Denmark, I can think them all right. Just not Luxembourg. <laughs> I love that you went to the effort to try. <laughs> it was really weird. Uh, I've got no segue for that. No, no, no segues from Luxembourg. Uh, what have we got? Um, let's talk PS4 stuff for shit moments. I guess that's sort shit of moments. shit moments. Yeah, shit news. Um, the Beyond Two Souls is going to get a PS4 version. That's definitely a shit moment. Yeah. I'm excited to see what that looks like. Well, it depends whether they can be bothered to do that. Yeah. It's not going to look that different, I wouldn't have thought. No, I guess not. They might... I don't know. I don't know. It depends. They probably didn't capture... Depends if... You know, it's recent enough that maybe they still have all the raw files and can do a complete... But do they want to? (laughs) Yeah, do they want to... Like, how much value is there in there? Beyond was a very middlingly received game. Yeah. Um... And I fit in that category perfectly. Um, You're very middling. I'm very middling. 
exact, the exact <laughs> description. It's like if I'm at a job interview. <laughs> it's like so so why 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 do you think you'd be good for this company well you know because i'm middling it's I'm like middling. you don't want you don't want any superstars you've got those it's like <laughs> you need a guy that's grounded you know <laughs> will occasionally fuck up and uh, show you what's real man <laughs> <laughs> you need that in, a, in an employee someone to show you keep you grounded in reality <laughs> by fucking up constantly <laughs> <laughs> not constantly, just oh, so yeah, yeah. occasion, yeah. occasion when you're not when you're not expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Rob? I'm fucked up. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. That's what we're here for. That's what you're here for. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I forgot you're middling, aren't you? That's on my badge. <laughs> Probably a middling management. <laughs> yeah, I'm middling management. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, other PS4 news. You remember that like Hyrule Warriors shit that's going down for the Wii U? Yep. Where like they're merging Zelda with Dynasty Warriors. Yep. Right. Well, Dynasty Warriors would that don't think that's enough, and so they're doing a, a crossover with PS4. No, I think for Dragon Quest crossover. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My, my notes didn't quite work there, but <laughs> they're doing a crossover of Dragon Quest for. From Square, there's that a PS4 like exclusive. That should have already happened. Maybe. Because Dragon yeah. Quest is like... Dragon Quest will put their shit into anything in Japan. Mm. <laughs> this is true. And they're calling it Dragon Quest Heroes. Well, okay. So, yeah. They're not even calling it like, Dragon Quest Warriors. Dynasty Warriors 4. I bet me wonders, right, if it will be the same game, just reskinned. Well, I mean... It's Hyrule. That is basically what Hyrule Warriors is and every other Dynasty Warriors game. No, but I mean, to the point, like, like really badly, where it's just like, it's literally just copy, cut, copy and paste of the, like, um, the, the levels and everything. Just like, they and even the movesets, they've just put different char- different skins on everything. That would be weird. Because how much can they really churn out? Well, I guess it's the same game, so a lot. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors 8, is it? Like, officially? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Brilliant. Uh, sort of started heading in the Nintendo direction with that one. Uh, there's a new 3DS coming. Fuck them. This uh, is, uh, yes, this there is. This is weird. This yeah. is super weird. Because, like, it's not just a new form factor for the 3DS. It's actually a new hardware revision. Mm-hmm. In the sense that it's more powerful than the existing 3DS. And like just to keep everything super confusing, as if they hadn't had enough problems with the Wii and the Wii U, they're calling this new 3DS. Yeah. Oh, of course they are. Well, the thing is. That works so well for the new iPad and all that shit. Oh, man. It's like, come on, Ninty. Like, you fucking blind to well, your own marketing problems basically surely what's going to happen is this is just going to be exactly like the n64 expansion pack <laughs> pretty much where, yeah. where you'll, you'll have like games that just run shit on the old 3ds <laughs> well they've already announced games that will only run on the new new machine well yeah and there yeah. was games that only ran with the expansion pack on the n64 yeah I perfect yeah, just about run without it didn't it or something or what oh no no, no you could only play a limited level. version of the multiplayer Oh, uh, right, okay. If you didn't have the expansion pack. Yeah, like, the okay. single player was completely locked out, I believe, and yeah. most of the options for multiplayer were locked out. And, mm-hmm. and uh, was it one of the, was it one of the Zelda, was it Majora's Mask you needed the expansion pack for? Yeah. Yeah. You needed it, yeah, I think. 
Yeah. So yeah, they basically fucked up <laughs> again. Yeah, it's, that's a shit idea. I mean, it's like I don't have a problem with them coming up with a new and more powerful 3DS, but call it something slightly more obvious. It does technically have two analog sticks, technically. Oh yeah, that's weird. you can weird. call the other one an analog stick. What is with that weird fucking nub? Well, it's, a, it's, it's like a na- laptop nub, basically. Yeah. I don't know, it might work, but it's weird. There's a weird location for it. Well, I, well I, the controller that I think is not going to work is they've added, like, L2 and R2. Oh, yeah. But they're like... They're like further along the back of the top than the already shoulder buttons are. It's like, how are you going to reach those? Oh, no, the 3DS is fucking gigantic. Oh, you have a regular 3DS as well? No, I have a Oh, you have an XL. Yeah. Okay. What is it? And they've called the new one the LL, haven't they? No, I think that was... Like, wasn't that a reference to something else at some point? No, I think... They called that. No, I think, I think the new 3DS large one is called the LL. No, no, the, that's just... that's. No, that's just Japanese. The LL oh, means XL. In Japanese, yeah. Oh, okay. What they say, yeah. large, large, or something, or well, I don't know what they say. Something for, in Japanese, large or large one. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that that's perfectly. It will be at the XL 3DS okay. XL again. The new 3DS XL, right? But you know, all they said was more CPU power. I would like them to have more pixels because, well, you know, yeah, those, those screens are they're. They're not bad quality, but man, they pixel didn't. density is fucking weak. They didn't have enough CPU power to make that many pixels to start with. It's like, people no. around like shit in 3D. I guess, yeah. And this version of the 3DS will also have NFC. Um, so they can yeah. support their Amiibo campaign across multiple devices, I guess. Makes sense, I guess. What I'm wondering is, is the, is the, um, cause the XL is clearly, the current XL is clearly superior to the, the well, it's the comfortable 3DS. form factor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, don't <know> about that. <laughs> I don't know. I can't see my hands wrapping around. A... It's got bigger screens. That's all that matters. Well, yeah, I suppose we're making the 3D. Oh, they talked about the 3D viewing angle being a lot better. In the well, no, it's got, it's got it's got actual active technology, doesn't it? Where, where yeah, it it's actually like face tracking. It, it oh, tracks it? your eyes with the camera and then it adjusts the lenticular. So That's that awesome. gives you actual theory, proper... It's awesome. I haven't seen that technology in use for like five years like I, I saw a prototype of some screen a monitor that would do it at um, IBC must have been four or five years ago and it yeah. was amazing yeah like, it I'm really worked that. so that's cool because that means you because currently you have to hold it pretty precisely if you want the full 3d effect yeah so I mean if, if they manage to get this tracking right then it'll be a lot more relaxing to play your 3ds game that's in 3D. cool so that's cool I'm quite looking forward to that I'm just I'm just wondering whether the you know, if I were to get one, would I get the XL one? If assuming they come out next year, for example. Yeah, there's a possibility I might start doing or might start needing to like go to my office, which is like two hours away more frequently. But oh, they, your actual office, not your upstairs office. No, my upstairs office. No, <laughs> and like in that scenario, there's I, I may need to like they had my work offers the, the ability to sort of like stay nearby or something like that, and it's. At that point, I may need to start thinking about getting a portable device to like keep me entertained. <laughs> so maybe when, when you run out of iPad games, uh, pinball, you know, fuck iPad games because you know they're, they're not great. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing really I want to play on there. Maybe I will get around to playing the Room in Threes. You can play the Room on PC though. Can you? It's coming out on PC. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't need my fucking iPad then. <laughs> So yeah, maybe this will. Well, maybe 
this will maybe this will be good for me in that you guys will actually get a free yes. And I'll be like, yeah, fuck Street Fighters, woo! Yeah, maybe. Yeah, possibly. But then Vita's a great place at the moment to play indie games. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty much all it's good for. Don't expect any like big budget games or anything on it. Just, no, just get, like, I don't indie. really want that. Indie is better than it. Yeah. And you can get a lot of the indie games that are good on other platforms anyway. That's true. Can yeah, you, you play can get shit like, like Super Meat Boy on Vita? Like, what can you play on Vita? Rogue Legacy is the one that comes to mind. Right. Spelunky, SteamWorld Dig. Yeah, all those games that you can get on other platforms. Yeah. Things that you can even out... get SteamWorld Dig on the 3DS if you want. Okay. Yeah. Things that came out on PC right. and, you know, are indie styled, you can probably get on Vita, no trouble. Fez? Well, not Fez. No, I don't think they've done a portable version of Fez. Well, it's because they were locked down to the Xbox and then they had the whole issue with it running well, on that very specific They made a engine. PS3 version. Yeah, that was after they fixed the engine, though, wasn't it? Well, when they, it po- when they ported it to PC as well. well. They ported it to mono, I think. Yeah. But... That whole problem. Mm. Right, yeah. And then Fish was like, fuck this noise, basically. Yeah. <laughs> mono probably hasn't been designed to work for Vita. <laughs> That would be my logic. <laughs> Probably. I'd play a game called uh, Fuck This Noise that came from Phil Fuck This Noise. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds like a game that probably should already exist. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they, they made a Fuck This Noise joke in Super Time Force. <laughs> they said they couldn't say fuck, so they said something else that I can't remember. Plow. They probably plow. Yeah. <laughs> plow This Noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, more Nintendo news. Mario Kart 8 DLC is coming, and it actually looks pretty goddamn cool. Tons like, of horses, right? And like, yeah. I mean, all right. So the biggest. All right, all right. What, is this, what does this actually mean? Like, there are two packs coming. Um, one released in November. Wow. One released in May. Be dead ages. Okay. <laughs> two, yeah, two packs coming, man. <laughs> Two packs coming to Mario Kart. He's going to death stare you. Him and Luigi <laughs> are just going to have a death stare off. And then one of them bring that dash mechanic so they can both be in the same car. Look, what, what's going to happen is Luigi is going to die and then posthumously release number one albums. Yep. Every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we discover his secret talent for being a proper gangster rapper. <laughs> Clearly. Um, so, it's, yeah, there's two packs coming out. <laughs> two DLC packs and they um, they each have uh, three playable characters four new cart models and four new tracks four um, new tracks which means there's a grand total of 16 new tracks going which is 50% of America 8 or Double if you want to consider it, it 100% America 8's new content you just did some fail maths did I? Yeah, you said each pack had four new tracks and you said that's 16 <laughs> I think you meant eight. <laughs> Did I fucking get that? Oh, yeah. Sorry. You Wait. made two new cups with four tracks each. <laughs> yes. Two packs. Make 16 oh, tracks. Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Maps! Yeah. Sorry. But still, that's a lot that's of game. That's a lot of tracks. <laughs> that's a lot of game. And, best bit of all, and this is the bit that I find kind of surprising, the price is ultra reasonable. <laughs> Ultra reasonable. <laughs> the best bit of all, they still cost money. They're not. Well, no, no, no. But <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 as far as DLC packs go, I mean, look, if you look at recent history of other things like COD and Titanfall, where it's like what 
nearly 10 quid for three maps or something. Yeah. Like, it's £11 for both packs. It's just because Nintendo doesn't now know what the price of DLC is yet. They haven't learned. <laughs> I don't fucking care. It's awesome. Everyone else should learn that this is how much you should charge for DLC. That's cool, man. I mean, that to me sounds like a super, that's a sweet spot for me because it's not like, it's not dirt cheap. It's not like a couple of quid. It's well, not they are like, cheaper if you buy them together. So that is a discount. Yeah, it's like, but even then it's 14 pounds if you buy them separately. They're like, they're seven pound each. And even then, that's a pretty good deal. I don't know. That feels, that feels quite good. Not quite as good as the good old days of Wipeout Pure where they pretty much doubled the size of the game for free. <laughs> True. But still, that was bizarre even then. Yeah. Well, it's because they also bizarre. It's because <laughs> well, it was like advertising promoted, wasn't it? It's like they tried it in a different way. It's like, oh, hey, we'll have a whole load of courses sponsored by Puma. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. I don't even remember that advertising being that prominent. It wasn't very prominent, no, because it was like no. billboards on the track. But <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was a. Uh... What happens if you go into 2142 now? What adverts do you see? They just have EA stuff. Yeah. Really? The last adverts I saw that were actual adverts were like for some film. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> some film that didn't really get any coverage no. anywhere else. Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was. I remember lots of ads for Pentium Four at one point. Yeah, it was quite a few <laughs> of those. And they kind of had that in Battlefield Three, didn't they? Did they? On like the bus shelters, they had adverts on them for a while. Did they? I never noticed. Well, they probably were just like Pentium adverts or whatever, like the kind of generic, yeah. boring adverts that you'd expect them to put in any game mode. Yeah, I never, never noticed. I'm fairly sure that was the case. But just that was also a long time ago. Like for some reason, my only imp- my only memory of like adverts or like fake adverts in those Battlefield games are like like fake perfume things, where there's just some picture of a woman, like just not doing anything. A woman. Like just a face, you know, just a, just a lady's face. Okay. Like filling up the entire bus shelter. I don't know. So yeah, I I haven't bought it yet, but I'm really tempted because that's kind of cool. And you know, you should definitely get that stuff. Why not? It sort of makes sense for Nintendo, doesn't it? Because like they only re- ever release like one version of each of their games per console, generally speaking. Like, there'll be one Mario Kart per generation. There'll be one Smash Brothers per generation. There'll be one style of proper Mario game, although they've sort of broken that rule, I guess, with, like, that. now they have new Super Mario Brothers and they have their mainline Mario games. But Not that we know what the mainline Mario games are going to look like this generation. Well, do you count World? Uh... Do you count count 3D World? Oh, yeah, or is there three types? Or is there three types? Yeah. Maybe I did count that. Hmm. so like DLC like sounds like Nintendo's master plan <laughs> I guess could work um yeah I don't know I'm, it's kind of cool Link is in it but surely if DLC was Nintendo's master plan then we wouldn't have had new Super Mario World 2 and Luigi U or whatever <laughs> Because all that could have been DLC. Wasn't the Super Luigi U is technically DLC. Yeah, it is technically, but, but you can also buy it as a disc. They still yeah. release it as a disc, so it's not actually DLC. It's just you could also buy it digitally. Yeah, I think it's cheaper if you buy it as DLC than if you try and buy the disc version. Yeah, um, which is again sort of breaking tradition, I guess. There, but I don't really mind when they put DLC into a 
disc at a later point or whatever, like Undead Nightmare or whatever. They sold that as a disc, I seem to remember. Oh, yeah, like the Game Over the Year edition. Yeah, and the um, the GTA 4 DLCs they put together eventually Mm. and sold as a disc. It's like, yeah, whatever. But they... Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's fine. But normally they come out at a comparable price. Yeah, definitely. Not, Not like the crazy difference that, like, Luigi U, I think, is charged as a full price game. Yeah. Like, yeah. but if you get the, if you buy it as an add on digitally, it's like £15 or something. Mm. Yeah, so that's that fine. doesn't make, that doesn't make a great deal of sense. So, yeah. No. Nintendo basically you don't know what they're doing yet. So, no. You have to hope that the prices will remain as reasonable as they supposedly are. They're obviously experimenting in, a, in waters they're not used to. Um, and speaking of a sort of downloadable content confusion on Nintendo platforms, Bayonetta 2, it's a bit weird, right? So they have always said from the start that Bayonetta 2 will come with the original Bayonetta. Yep. And that got clarified relatively recently that the original Bayonetta won't be on the disc, but it will be a download code that you'll just get. Um, All right, presumably okay. forcing you to go through like Club Nintendo, I guess, as they normally do, make you fill out some shit survey, and then they'll give you a code. Um that all fits in with what Nintendo has done before, except not in the EU. In the EU, there will be multiple variants of the game released, of which I think a couple, like two out of three editions, will get the code, but one of them will not. What? Okay. Yeah. So they've essentially like taken what everyone now, like I guess, accepts as red, and sort of gone. Nope, actually, the base version of the game won't have it. That's not actually a problem, as far as providing they label it. <laughs> no, but it's just a bit of a shitter, isn't it? Like this isn't happening in the America in America yet, or they haven't announced it in America yet. And also, um, have they said if there'll be any price difference due to that? Uh, no, they haven't come out and said anything about that, as far as I'm aware. But still, it's weird. <laughs> It's like, why specifically say the EU are getting these versions? I don't know. I don't know. The the whole game's weird. Everything's weird. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yes. Bayonetta itself is kind of of bizarre, but... Yeah, it's very weird. But, you know, the fact that they were, you know, they've always said that the original Bayonetta is going to be a part of it just made it kind of a nice value add, especially for someone like me who's never played the original. So yeah, it's, without it, it's cheaper. It still will be. <laughs> you just won't perceive it that way any longer. You might be right, but well, it depends what the edition. If the editions have different prices, and it's like, and the the, the edition with Bayonetta two is like, I don't know, fifteen quid more or something, then I might as well just borrow Dan's copy of Bayonetta <laughs> on the three sixty. You know, sure. but you know, but in the original version, it's like I wouldn't have had this worry about spending Nintendo in, in effect have probably just like got themselves out of 15 quid I don't know <laughs> yes I guess that is totally true for your situation yeah any more news you missed a bit have I missed a bit what did I miss oh yeah second thing on your oh list. yeah <laughs> how could I forget this oh god have you ever thought that Tekken would be improved by the addition of Pokemon. <laughs> well, have you ever thought, why is there not a Pokemon fighting game that isn't Smash Brothers? Well, yes, we have. We've, yeah, said, that, we've said that repeatedly. Well, Surprise, there is one. <laughs> the creators of Tekken are making a Pokemon fighting game, and they've called it Pokken. Pokken. Well, 
Maybe they've called it Pokken. That could be a weird Japaneseism or something that hasn't been modified yet. Maybe, maybe. I thought the trailers that they've released sort of said Pokken in them. But... <laughs> Even that doesn't mean anything at this point. It's probably quite early in development, I yeah. imagine. So that's interesting. <laughs> Right. Maybe. Although it's like maybe... a full-on Tekken-like fighting game, but with Pokemon. It, it kind of looks like it, yeah, like full right. 3D. But it makes it even weird, makes it more, even more of an annoyance to the argument of like, why are all these goddamn Pokemon in Smash Bros? <laughs> now they even have their own game that they can just <laughs> fill with Pokemon. Yeah. Well, it's wanna... nice to see. In a way, it's nice to see Nintendo, like, sort of rekindling their relationship with Namco because good things happen. When that, when they already when, got Pac-Man. I mean, come on, that's as much relationship as they need. <laughs> they, the last time, well, they, you know, they, I suppose rekindle is a bad word. They like Namco have been putting out those Mario Kart arcade games for them, and they did work with them on the F Zero AX cabinet and that kind of stuff. It's not like the, it's not like this is the first time they've worked with Namco, but what else is Namco even? doing nowadays no exactly what well, i'm really anything for them to get out of Namco. you know given that tekken cross street fighter doesn't seem to be a thing no. and this is probably what that team have been working on instead <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> right well good to know pocken pocken yeah <laughs> i actually think that's a pretty cool name yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool pocken might be the better way of saying that's it obviously that would be it's like if it has the accent on the e or the O. Wait, is there an accent on the E or the O? The E, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it'd be poc- pocaine. Pocaine. Uh, po- pocaine. Pocaine. <laughs> it's like cocaine, but for Pokemon. Okay. Pocaine. And on semi-related fighting game and also Smash Bros. that we've already mentioned news. Oh, yeah. Like... Uh, as a result of that leak. The in- rumour, anyway. Yeah. It's like, so Shulk... Shulk which is the worst fucking game ever. Who came up with that shit? <laughs> Shulk. Shulk. It's, it's pronounced more like Luke, though, so it's like... Shulk. Shulk. <laughs> I want to hear the announcer say this. Yeah. You, well, you can watch the... Mario! Announcer. Mario! Shulk. And he also has a weird, like, English accent. Yeah, it's a very... It, I, I thought it was South African. It might be, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weird it's English a, accent. Yeah, it's, it's not quite English. It's not quite Australian... It's not really quite South African, but it seems to be closer to that. So he was announced, which makes that rumoured leaks thing make somewhat legit. Yeah. So it's like, is Duck Hunt coming? Yeah. I only fucking hope. Come on. Clearly. Although then, is then I was thinking, like, if I was a real bastard and I had this leaked information and then I wanted to make everyone think it wasn't real, then I'd edit out one of the characters and put a fake one in. Uh, <laughs> Just maybe, one. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> And we can we can only fucking hope. But it's like the immediate like response I've seen to this is, oh good, they put another fucking sword wielding character that has a counter move. And yeah, and like, it looks he looked like looked like he probably plays like most of the other sword wielders. Yeah, it's like, it seems like a really lazy character. And everyone was uh, well, well, apart from the, his like mode switching. Well, which seems that kind depends of, how annoying that is to do. Probably really. Yeah. Like you know, fucking trying to switch. Okami's power in Marvel vs. Capcom or Zelda. Yeah. Down and beat. <laughs> yeah. So how many have so they got left to reveal? Link and Soul Calibur. Well, according to the the rumored leak thing, I guess yeah. there's Duck Hunt and Dark Pit. Hasn't yeah, Dark Pit and well, Dark Pit was semi-announced in the yeah. trailers. 
And then Dr. Mario. Oh, yeah. Can even call that a separate character, really. And what about the... What's the deal with the end of that trailer, anyway, where something is just like... That's probably just from some reference to Xenogears that we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is it Xenogears or is it Xenoblade Chronicles? Oh, Xenoblade. Yeah. Something. Xeno fucking something. Xeno something. We don't know anything about that. No. So he's just going to be another sword dude. But it's a popular franchise, so, you know. It's, it's, a, it's not a Nintendo thing, it has to be said, because it isn't developed by Nintendo, and Nintendo have no input on this. It's another one of their sort of crossovers, but Nintendo were obviously the guys that helped get it published on Wii. And, hmm. Right. Um, and there's a new one coming, isn't there? Like Xenoblade Z or something. Or Xenoblade X or something that's coming to Wii U. There's something with an X in it. Yeah, it's got it's got a letter at the end of its name. Um, so I think Ninty are at least <laughs> their publisher for now. I mean, in theory, then like it's like probably isn't that many more Flash Brothers characters to announce because the game fucking comes out quite soon. Well, <laughs> unless there's new you know, the still characters for the Wii version. They still haven't officially revealed the release date, but all indications are pointing towards start of December. For the Wii one, yeah. For the, for the Wii version, one. yeah. Because the 3DS one's practically out. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So that kind of sucks, really. Because that's not actually a very good list of characters, is it, when you look at that, the full list, where it's just like... Fucking, I don't fucking care, Captain Falcon's back. Well, that's true. And Pac-Man's in it. But it's like, why? I mean, why would you have Marth and Lucina and Robin's practically the same and Shulk <laughs> and Ike... <laughs> It's like Jesus Christ, guys! Come on. I don't care. It's going to be more Smash Bros. Yeah, but where's all the cool characters? Where's Mister Game and Watch? That's a good point. Where is Mister Game? He's in that rumor screen. Oh, okay. So, oh, is he? Maybe Mister Game and Watch. I didn't think they'd bring him back. Was he in the last one? Yeah, he's been in the last two. Mm. Well, since he was introduced, he's been in it. Mm. (laughs) Well, yeah, but (laughs) he's been there. They haven't dropped him yet. Falco, Falco is not back. No, no, neither's Wolf because I don't know. They're basically Fox. Fucking um, basically Marth. Yeah, damn it. It's weird. It's weird how they're sort of inconsistent like this, isn't it? It's yeah. like yeah, everyone knows that Falco and Wolf were a bit like Fox, but then there are a lot. There now seem to be a lot of characters in the Fire Emblem vein. <laughs> Yeah, they made a big deal of, like, get rid of the clones, and then it's like, no, we're bringing back the clones. I mean, Dr. Mario, for Christ's sake, if that turns out to be true. I do Mario's moveset is, because they sort of tried to separate him in the past, didn't they, like, with, by adding Flood to <laughs> by one By giving of them. him a move that no one ever uses ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which one's that? They replaced his down B spin attack move with Flood, where you charge it up and then it shoots water, but it doesn't actually do any damage, it just pushes people back. Oh, and then, completely and, fucking useless. And then Luigi still had that? The down B spin, yeah. yeah. So Luigi was almost better Superior. in that respect. <laughs> mm. Well, Luigi had the better side B as well. Oh, so. yeah. Luigi's side B move is awesome. With just the headbutt rocket. <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want to call that. Yep. Smash Brothers, man. Come on. Yeah. I still don't know what to do technology-wise, what to spend money on. It's a difficult problem now. PS4 I, is still so quiet. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's not, like We're nearly a year no, no, into I mean, the PS4. Yeah, I'm not saying... I, I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of saying, my, my two cents, PS4 doesn't seem like a good purchase right now. 
Yeah, it might not be the best timing for it. I still think in the long run it has a good shout. But uh, yeah, I think I think what will happen is we'll we'll see what will happen to PS4's game library. The same thing that happened to the PS3s, and that it will have a a kind of a last stand almost, where suddenly it has a run of real quality stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's always been steady, I suppose, but you know, the PS3 did really start getting a lot better towards the end of its life cycle. I don't think the Xbox One has tons on it this 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 coming season, does it? I guess they've both got. Destiny, oh, I don't know. Right? Like everything I want is like on Xbox coming out. <laughs> okay. It's like like you know, pretty much. There's uh, well, Destiny, I, but uh, yeah, the, the PS4 version is probably the one to get for that. Um, Sunset Overdrive. You've got. COD, Forza Horizon which, you know, 2. Always, Forza Horizon 2, Halo Edition, um, Master Chief Collection. No. <laughs> Forza Horizon 2, Halo. <laughs> Halo. <laughs> Play that awesome. shit. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so all of those I'm interested in. Ori is, Sunset, oh, is sorry, Xbox gonna exclusive. Be good? Is it going to be really good? No idea. It's different. <laughs> yeah. Color me interested. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, I just mean in general because like, I, I kind of want to get, like I've been saying, a bigger screen. But then... I need a bigger graphics card to play stuff on PC. And also then I no longer can run, say I had a console plugged into, I currently have a 1080p screen, so I could plug an Xbox into it, I get like full native res. If I start plugging a Wii U into like a giant screen, it's it's going to look a bit shitty in comparison, so I have to plug it into the it's TV. And then... I, mean, I mean, you know, I have my Wii U attached to my screen, it looks fine. Yeah, but your screen is... I, I mean, yeah, that's the difference because your 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 TV is 1080p, even if it's enormous. Whereas I'm talking about a high high res computer monitor, like a 1440p one. So I'd be doing some scaling if I plugged, um, you know, if an anything, Xbox it should One. Look better, shouldn't it? Because that's exactly two to one. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, but it won't output in 720, will it? Well, it will do something to the signal presumably i don't know how that that would be up to your tele or monitor and yeah. how it manages that well i know the monitor will take an hdmi input but the, like if the wii u spits out for example or the xbox spits out 1080 then it's not two to one it's um no it's kind of a crap ratio yeah it's a crap ratio so that's a problem i mean the only but way there are not many to... games are actually 1080 at the moment no <laughs> So you, yeah, so you get a horrible situation potentially where you're upscaling your 720p frame to 1080p and then putting it onto the cable, and then when it gets out of the cable, it then gets upscaled again. Um, so yeah. that might not be so good. <laughs> you yeah. connect it to one of your 1080 screens and have your 1440 for something else? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, but like, I'm going to run out of space on my desk if I do this shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway... First world problems, to say the least. Totally. Jesus. Anyway, um, so I might just save everything and wait. Because, <laughs> save because, everything. Because, because actually a 1440p screen would be really nice, especially collect to this laptop. I could do lots of cool work and stuff with it, and it would look, it'd look super sweet compared to the crappy old TN panels. But um, the trouble is, um, yeah, with the game stuff, you need the bigger graphics card and everything. But what, what was I going to... Oh yeah, yeah. Like, what I want, the, the, what I want to do is is get a fourteen forty p screen that has the freaking adaptive sync business on it. Um, no, what, you know, the G sync stuff. The the open G sync standard stuff. The the because they put adaptive sync into DisplayPort version one point two a, so it'll be an actual standard. So it won't be proprietary to Nvidia. Um, and if, we, I've, if I've heard get, the phrase adaptive sync used is just to con- 
like convey whether or not V-Sync is on or off on the fly, not the whole G-Sync total frame synchronization thing. Well, it is the same is it, thing is it now. Like, like, it's the same uh, thing now, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, because what happened was they... Um, AMD struck back with what free sync, right? <laughs> free sync. Right. But now it's been adapted as a, adopted as a standard by VSA, you know, VESA, the video standards people. And it's right. as part of display ports and it's, and it's called adaptive sync there. So, um, I think that's the, so main. it's not getting, it's not getting fudged into HDMI or no, I don't HDMI think HDMI so. not. Not support it, or well, HDMI won't go above 1080 very often unless you in the current standard. I don't think um, mm. so. HDMI is not that that is relevant, but I don't think it it has to do with HDMI standard. Mm, I think it's it's in the DisplayPort standard, which is becoming the standard for monitors. Uh, sure, I've ha- but you would need a like new new fairly super card to support DisplayPort properly. Well, my my card, I've had, my card is three years old or whatever, and it has a DisplayPort output. Um, really? But, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Mine has HDMI, like HDMI and DVI. My one has. My one's weird because it I'm has. Sure if my one does have DisplayPort. I think it might. It probably does because it's the small connector, so there's more space for it. My one is weird because like I, it has two DVI ports, a, an HDMI port, and a DisplayPort. But what you can't do is plug one HDMI and two DVI into it. Because it oh only no, no has, only only most cards only have two outputs. Yeah, so in order to run three monitors, which is what I currently do, because I plug my TV in by HDMI, is you have to run use one of the DVI heads, and then you need a converter. What well, I do currently, I need an active converter, so I plug that into the Display Port and then convert that to DVI for my other monitor. That's the way mm. I currently do it. Um, Wait, so you're using one card to power three things? Yeah, so. Oh. I don't most use... cards. Most cards really just don't support that. They only actually have two channels that they yeah. can output to at any one time. But now, now it's I've, more I've played with that in the past. <laughs> yeah. So I use three because um, what I do is I have two monitors, and then and then my TV's on the other side of the room. But I I just have a very long HDMI cable, and whenever I want to watch TV, I just turn that on. You know, I go into the display settings and turn on the other screen, um, mm. and then um, and it also does the audio or whatever. But um, yeah, but I'm not sure if my graphics card would be powerful enough to, because it's currently a 1080p screen and a, and an old 1280 by, you know, a four by three. What was that? 1280 by 1024 thing. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then the 1080p TV. But if I swap out one of them for the giant 1440p monitor, I don't think that's gonna. Well, it might work. I was I was googling it today, and I think it might just work straight out. But uh, anyway, I certainly won't be playing games at 1440p on this ancient graphics card. Well, it's not ancient, but it's old now. Um, so I'd have to get a new one. Um, anyway, stuffs. But it would be cooler to have the adaptive sync because then I think I think I think if I got a new top of the line graphics card, I could run you know games coming out right now like assassin's creed unity i could probably run just about at 60 on the 1440p with the right top whack graphics card but that mm. that's not going to last is it let's face it so um so it'd be nice to have that adaptive sync so that it looked cool even when it was running at 45 yeah. frames per second or 40 ish i know. mean i saw the advantage of having a high frame rate monitor anyway like that i don't see half yeah. of that um, yeah you still get that tearing sometimes, like uh, 
Well, I don't really get tearing. It's not tearing that's the problem. It's micro stutter right. as a result of the frames not being delivered perfectly in time. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I will. Con- I might continue to wait. And the other thing is, should I just buy a console, right? But then it's then it's, uh, yeah. uh, and it's like, well, I could pl- if I keep my crappy monitor. Well, it's not crappy. But it's all right uh, for now. Then I can plug any any. I don't think I'm using the HDMI port on it, so I can plug any con- new console into it. I'd need to work out the audio situation. I think I have a problem there. Anyway, I've, a, we've discussed you, this before, haven't we? Especially if you have a surround amp, then you can just like, yeah. use optical. Cause... Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know. I use a, like a an old-fashioned again, Wi-Fi most, amplifier. Then again, most modern surround sound amps will take an HDMI input and will deal with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mine doesn't, but... Yeah, if you've got a modern one. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. I'll have to evaluate. But uh, it's all good. Technology. Mm. And then it's the iPhone announcement to next week. And it, I'm due yeah. for a new one, but I've seen leaked photos of it. It doesn't look very pretty, particularly. Have you seen, like, uh, I think Samsung Galaxy Edge or something? Right. Probably not, because... Uh, I don't know if it, this was real or some or just some like fake announcement or something, but it sounds like there's going to be like a tablet or like a large phone with one of those sort of curved screen ideas on one edge where there will right. be icons along the edge on a screen. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that it's, it's real coming. now. Yeah. We've already done that kind of thing before, just not with curved screens. Because remember they remember they had the, the that dumb laptop that had like a screen that you could configure as buttons on the side. <laughs> no. <laughs> Retarded. Huh. It's just like instead of having buttons that, actual buttons that you can configure, you just make it a screen where you could have whatever you want there as, and have it be buttons. So weird. It's not it's not a good idea at all. And I doubt having a curved screen with icons along the edge is gonna be much good either. It's just like a thing that looks fancy, but is not actually functionally really useful. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be super important. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't, doesn't the, appeal the to me. The chances for accidental presses seem large. Really, the, the, the whole concept of curved screens is something that looks fancy, but is completely practically useless. It's like, when, when is that ever going to be of any use to anyone ever, apart from the incredibly precise situation where the screen is actually curved to fit your field of view? <laughs> I think uh, well, curved screen technology, like the, the use I see for it is like rolling it up. Yeah, you know, yeah you know, that's, that's different. Like, that's not just yeah. curved, that's like... Fully flexible, yeah. yeah. I did see a Dell screen. You know, I was looking at these 1440p screens, and I did see a Dell screen announcement the other day that is curved, which is which is like 3440 by 1440p. So it's like a 21 by 9. So well, And that's curved. That's, that's so it's stupid like, wide. It's stupid wide. But I mean, but that's, that's film wide, inwards. isn't it? Yeah, it's film wide. Uh, but it would be pretty cool for games, like if you could power it, right? Because you get even more immersion, like... Oh, yeah, if you can power it, man. Well, it's not as bad as 4K. It's less pixels than 4K, put it that way. Sure, but it's still... Yeah, it's, it's still going to be a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I probably played Team Fortress on it easily enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Team Fortress on practically anything. <laughs> that would look amazing. That's the first thing I'd do, plug in Team Fortress and be like, wow. But I then it's probably like, our game's going to be just... Oh, I don't know, that's, that's the other question. Like, some games handle wider screens in weird ways. Well, some yeah, games don't have correct field of view programming. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, at least with 1440p, you're at the same... 
you know, roughly the same aspect ratio aspect as ratio, 1080p. Yeah. yeah. So I think that might be a safer bet. But then I don't know. That screen looks cool. <laughs> uh, and it'd be nice to have just one because then you could just have just one screen and have still have loads of space and it wouldn't have to be a ridiculous 4k where you have to squint to see anything yeah sure but then you lose the ability to easily like just full screen things and stuff that's yeah like, that's true that's part that's of true. my problem of having like stupidly large screens is like i get used to like having well, what you need is for like a, a basically a windows update to let you because you know how in, you can like yeah, drag you can things snap. to the left or yeah. right of the screen and it cuts it down you just need to be able to configure it yeah, I still, don't think, is. I still don't think that's as good. Yeah, but or maybe Windows Eight might, or Windows Nine probably now will solve that with like they've sort of started moving in that direction with some of their snap functionality in modern UI. But the thing is, you don't have quite. I'm with Rob kind of because I have that that four the four by three screen, and like you can like full screen a video on that and continue working on the other one. And if mm. you had a giant normal screen, you can't really like full half screen. A video. You can't, you can't okay. like zoom. Well, you, I suppose the only thing you could try and do is to like zoom your browser. I suppose like use yeah. the zoom control and then hope the flash scales correctly. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want all the Chrome around it. That's you know, yeah. Like it's quite nice to like properly full screen something and not have the the video border and everything, which you'd kind of have to have. Well, I, it was... Here's a sort of technical question because I'm not actually sure how this how this actually works in terms of browsers. But when you're in on like YouTube in in your internet and you hit the full screen button, mm. yeah, it's not it's full screen is like literally a thing that's linked to the monitor rather than because it's not just like. You couldn't have it conf- have it somehow configured so that the full screen is so it covers the browser. So it's like if you'd shaped your browser window to a certain size, you could have a full screen button. Oh well, it sort of is and it sort of isn't. You're like halfway there. It's not like full screen of old or full screen of games, like yeah. where it is actually taking over the driver essentially yeah. and um, overlaying over the top. It's it does work in a sort of windowed full screen fashion. Yeah. Like, so it's full screening everything, but you could still put, you know, if you push Windows key, you'd probably get your start bar on top of it and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but it's not, no, it's unfortunately the, the, the chrome of the browser isn't just, isn't just disappearing. The whole window is maximizing and then the chrome is being removed. But it's like, and it actually might be, in most cases, it might actually just be flash doing, going into a separate mode. Cause I don't know if you, like, if you full screen is, yeah. a video on a different monitor from your start bar, sometimes you see a, a like a flash panel appear in your start list right like flash has taken over creating this window um that's obviously going to be different for html5 stuff like youtube but it's like would that then be a question of a browser update or or a windows update which side browser i would go with browser because like you could there's nothing stopping the browser from just losing its chrome (laughs) and 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 full screening within the window space it has or even adjusting its window size to fit the video. You know, there's nothing stopping any of that, but Windows isn't stopping that. That's just how those browsers are designed to work. <laughs> or what the... It might be the HTML5 player, in fact. The browser probably doesn't actually offer an option to just say, go Chromeless right now. It probably only provides an option to say, go full screen. Well, uh, maybe. It might not be in the standard. You know, for HTML5 players, this would need to filter into some sort of standard, probably. Mm. Flash can do whatever the fuck it wants, basically. (laughs) 
I know what you mean. So, that, so really, nice. all they need all they need to do is introduce like a full screen within window option. And that's yeah, the yeah. Because then you can yeah. just make the window whatever size you wanted. I mean, it, they almost sort of it, like the, when you turn cinematic mode on on YouTube. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's sort of getting there. But you, yeah, you really want. I know what you mean. That would be really nice, actually, if they could achieve. If they could do something like that. You listening, Google? <laughs> of course they are. They're like yeah, they, they listen to everything. <laughs> yeah. They've already cached this whole conversation in their search. Cached? Cached. Okay. It's kinda in it. <laughs> I gotta admit, I said cached for such a long time. Really? Until someone referred to it as a weapons cache, and I'm like, sorry, what? Like you're you're paying for stuff with web? No, no, it's a cache. Like it sounds better when you're talking about like caching things on the internet. It se- doesn't sound like caching things. No, it separates the words nicely. This is my problem with pronunciation. Like cache is pronounced cash. <laughs> yeah, but it should be pronounced cache because then it's separate from the word cache. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing is called a cache. Fat pronunciation. <laughs> the harrow. You just don't like homophones. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm not a big fan of homophones, no. Are you homophone-phobic? Homophone-phobic. Homophone-phobic, yeah. Be very careful. <laughs> okay, we're done with that conversation. Yes, what have you been playing, Apparently, though? apparently we're done with these. Yeah. Who wants to start this week with games? Well, I've basically got nothing to say for a change. Because I've only been playing old stuff again, and not even anything new to say about the old stuff. Apart from, there's just like one tiny thing. Because I've been continuing to play Pokemon Mystery Dungeon a lot, and it's like the longer I've played it, the more like the tiny little things that are annoying become more and more apparent the longer you play it. Admittedly, you have played that game a fucking lot. Yeah, (laughs) but like the main one that I've noticed is like one of those classic like UI fails where it's like annoyingly for some well there's two things one is that like most of the time you can use L as a substitute for A to page through like text mm. and, and like selection screens and stuff but I'm I'm not sure if it is I'm not sure if it only like uh, distinguishes L as A when it's on the top screen and then then does it then doesn't let you use it on the bottom screen or whether it's completely random but it's just like on some pl- places you can't <laughs> So I'm like, oh good, I can just use L. I mean, wait, there's a selection window where I have to press yes, so I have to use A for that one specific thing, and then I can go back to L. Hmm. It's like that's annoying. And then the other one that's the other tiny thing that's been annoying me is like the other classic UI fail of sometimes sometimes the cursor defaults to a different position of yes or no, just in different locations in the game. Whereas like right. in this one shop, it's uh, when you're like do you want to buy this? It defaults to yes. And in this other shop, it defaults to no for no apparent reason. Oh, that's annoying. It's like, God damn it. Yeah, that would that would be annoying. So yeah, it's those tiny little UI niggles. And then obviously the big UI niggle of that game is you can't fucking speed up the text. Oh, yeah. So every time you're going to a shop, it's like, here comes the two panels of text to tell you about this shop before you can get to the bit where you just say yes. In typical Nintendo fashion. <laughs> And it's like every other Pokemon game, as in the actual Pokemon games, has text speed. Mm. Just not this one. Boo to them. Yeah. I've always have the lightning fast near instant setting. Yeah. Except for when you really want to listen to the fake jibber jabber of like nearly speech. <laughs> 
like the golden sun thing. Yeah. <laughs> or Animal Crossing style. Yeah. It's like this this mystery dungeon does have a text typing noise, but it's just like a generic. Yeah. <laughs> Although it is fun, I I find it like interesting in a kind of a weird sort of like law kind of way to the world where it's like it only does that when Pokemon are talking. It's like when you're talking, it doesn't have a sound effect for it. <laughs> when they did like <laughs> football results results show, yeah, the b- 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 of the typing noise. Yeah, there was a specific like that tone, wasn't there? It was like, yeah. Who thought that was a good idea? Because it played all the bloody time. Well, it was probably like a leftover from CFAX or something. <laughs> CFAX doesn't make noise. Well, probably from whatever program they were using. CFAX does make noise if you wanted to. <laughs> does it? Yeah. Like, they had what? The pages could play fucking songs if they wanted to. What? Maybe that was late CFAX, but. <laughs> wow, that's news to me. I never known that, but yeah. Sure, they played Back songs, or do you think it just had like a radio over the top of it? <laughs> That was not interactive. Isn't <laughs> Isn't that the same thing, to be honest? Well, you're kind of suggesting you could like point, select it. Yeah, I don't no, think I you could I select a song to play. The song. That's not what I said. I said it, it played. Music. You said pages yeah, could play the songs, though. Yeah, Teletext right. had like right. had a backing track, didn't it, for a while? Like, yeah. well, Teletext, yeah, that's that one definitely did. But yeah, I mean, maybe that sound effect is maybe that's even like some even older holdover from like because you know. Fucking everything is about tradition. Maybe it's like maybe that was like from the ticker tape ages or something. <laughs> Here comes the football results. <laughs> but they don't do that anymore, do they? It's like I, I don't know because I haven't watched that the, specific football program the, where they do them live. The Beeb don't do that anymore, though. But they still have football focus on like the early afternoons. Oh, do they? So I don't know what they do on that show. Well, maybe they do. I know Sky Sports don't, but or Sky Sports News, I said, I guess. The guy who did, who used to read the football results, he died recently. Yeah, he did. Who, Alexandra? <laughs> Bill. Halifax? Bill. <laughs> Every team with a weird name? Bill. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Oh, what I've been playing. Yeah. yeah. So apart from that, all I, there's just like a bunch of other stuff that I don't need to talk about. It's like Team Fortress and Guild Wars and I guess we played Battlefield 4 and Civ. Those are slightly unusual. Yeah. Battlefield 4, despite all their supposed netcode fixes, still remains a weirdly inconsistent experience. I know, it looks exactly the same to me. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Still remains well, a weirdly I, I inconsistent experience. But I've been having a lot of router <laughs> problems, so I'm not convinced that it's... It might not have been Battlefield 4 after No. It might have been just your internet. But it was super frustrating. Because fuck that shit. <laughs> As usual, I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was great for most of the evening. Just the last half hour or so just went to hell. <laughs> and it's really irritating because it's one of those problems that you can't really be sure because it doesn't really visualize lag. Well, okay. There, there was the one thing that you said and then I confirmed that they still have never actually fixed, which is like the, oh, the yeah. death can pop up of your yeah. enemy when they kill you. It still never shows the correct health on there. Which is really frustrating because you're like, what? But he's still on fucking a hundred percent, and I just unloaded a clip into him, and but it's then like he actually isn't. Yeah, it just—they still never actually fixed that bug. Despite I'm fairly sure they said they were trying to fix that at some point, but mm. they, they just haven't. <laughs> really irritating. I'd rather not know. Actually, yeah, exactly. Than, yeah. It's like what information do you actually need on that screen? It's just like the picture was, of where they are. <laughs> if it was accurate, I think I'd be okay with it. But just like the fact that it says, "Yeah, you haven't hurt him," and it's like, 
fucking what? Well, it's because they have bullet hit noise, so you know when you're hitting someone in theory, assuming that's even. Accurate. Well, I don't think that's been working for me. But like, there were so, so many moments, like the the classic netcode problem that I you, you always have that you there's absolutely no way in hell that you just haven't shot this guy at least with a couple of hits and yet they somehow have the amount of time to very leisurely swing their view around and the first shot they fire appears to kill you and you're like well, what the fuck was that about and you're like it's random bullet spread hitting you in the head the classic maybe but then the game re- reports headshots doesn't it like does but in a very like tiny insignificant way where yeah. it's like you'd have to actually pay attention to even notice it but it's like I don't know the, the fact that it happened practically every encounter then you start going no that can't be fucking right bullet spread can't spread to my head the whole the entire time right right it's like so you know you, you get super frustrated with it you do <laughs> well it's because it's bullshit <laughs> I've got the drop on someone and I've just shot him in the back several thousand times and he just goes, what? Boot. And the first shot kills you. And you're like, all the fucking time. That can't be right. The only thing that was happening to me when I died instantly was that guy with the shotgun because he was actually... Oh, yeah, that makes makes a lot more efficient. Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. If you're getting shot by a shotgun, yeah, fuck it. It doesn't. That's one of the things in Battlefield where, like, realistically speaking, that doesn't make any sense because even combat shotguns don't actually do that much damage to like a body armored dude for Christ's sake. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> no, that's true. I guess they wouldn't really have penetration, would they? No. But... It's like in real life shotguns. Are... That's why the... in real life people don't use shotguns. No, <laughs> yeah. not in the military. No. They might, if you're special forces, you might use it. Like, well, if you're like, they use, they use very specialized shotguns for like door breaching. Yeah, yeah like... exactly. It's a very unusual reason to have one. Still, sort of effective at headshots, though, right? Yeah, <laughs> but you assume. wouldn't use that. Yeah, I mean, the well, probably even then, I doubt. Like, you probably have to have special ammo because I doubt buckshot would actually even penetrate a skull very well. <laughs> it it'd probably, probably mess you really up, Zach. <laughs> I think yeah, it would it mess would, you up. It'd probably tear most of your face off. Yeah, but still, you'd be better off with a rifle, I reckon, for almost all circumstances. <laughs> But ultimately, or like, they had a pretty good time with it for the most part. But it just re- constantly reminds me that Battlefield Three was a better game. Yep, that's what he always said. Yeah. Although I said about the weapons, and I still haven't ever bothered to actually go back and test that theory. Well, it's just the unlock tree is shit, oh, yeah. and way too long, and the map design is generally shit. Not that there was not completely shit maps in Battlefield. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> there, were, there were a few, but on the whole, the selection is better. Yeah. Didn't EA release another game recently that's like fucking broken? I can't remember what it was. Not exactly a, like a top tier. Oh, Sims! Like fucking Sims Four came out. It's not totally. It's sort of broken for some people, and it's well, not as bad as every the game is always sort of broken. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently, and you know, it's like super lacking in content compared to what people are used for used to from the sims you know because they each cycle of the sims is so fucking long that you get like all the dlc and then a new one comes out and they're like well there's nothing here so it <laughs> well, might... i don't know if, if everyone gets all the dlc i know but people I... Are, I think people are pissed off about sims 4 in very specific reasons for removing stuff like swimming pools and for some reason but i'm pretty sure swimming pools was... sims. when swimming pools an add-on like to some to point which one yeah i don't know <laughs> we, I... we didn't we didn't know anything about sims past two and even barely then no I'm, 
I haven't heard many good things about Sims 4, from what people have been saying. That's all anecdotal, so fuck that. Carry on. Okay, good. So yeah, the only other thing was that bit of Civ 5. But we just... I haven't even played the expansion since we got the expansion. So, God, man. Like, Rob still is confused at why he sucks at Civ 5. Yeah, it's, it's not very transparent at telling you that sort of info. Well, to be honest, like... And my start was fucking awful at first. Well, we but, tried twice and we yeah. got pretty bad starts both times. It's like not like I've been doing great as or as well as I think I would have... I think maybe they actually did do some rebalancing of the early game. Mm. I mean, I don't remember what they said they rebalanced. Well, in but, stuff that came out in Gods and Kings or yeah. something. Well, I mean... Because we, we don't have the... The last expansion. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the big expansion. But I think, like, well, definitely one of the major things that makes me suspect that the early game is just more difficult now is that because of the introduction of faith mm. as a resource for the religion thing, it's like you had, had like, buildings that have been respect towards the faith tree yeah. and, like, units that are based on, well, not actually units, but so then you, you're, you've basically got this another layer of currency to worry about. Yeah, I don't really understand how any of that system plays, really. It doesn't... Well, I, I, I... Well, obviously, there was the old faith system in the older Civ game, so I'm v- v- vaguely familiar with how it works mechanically, but I'm mm. not sure what the point of it is. Right. Because, I mean, I think maybe... Because it's not like... Well, it, it might help you take over enemy cities like culture... Like how you can use culture as a. See, I've never I mean, I haven't played the game enough to investigate that trait either, because it's like to investigate all these different ways of play. You have to be sinking hundreds of hours into it, right? Well, and you have I, to be like specifically targeting them. Yeah, because like, you choose a sieve that has the right bonuses. And I have an unfortunate tendency to target what I know. Like I don't <laughs> know, gun, gunning for something I don't understand doesn't make a great deal of sense to me. So I always go for yeah, science basically, science and money. Like those, those are things I can understand. <laughs> It's just like, because you have this whole... I mean, the faith system, in theory, is basically exactly the same as the culture system, I would say. It's like, when you have high faith in your cities adjacent to enemy cities, which also take take your faith or whatever, you can convert them religiously in theory or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I think, like, the idea of the bone... Like, the reason why you want your faith to spread to the other cities is for... Because there's certain you can choose what aspects of your faith you have and there's some of them that are like give you bonus for every city that's of that faith including no, like right, not yeah. your ones yeah that's pretty powerful well in theory well, it could be yeah I just don't I'm not I haven't I haven't really worked out what of those bonuses are the most effective I've looked at it and worked out which bonuses I will never take because they're dumb. <laughs> like, oh, look, you can get bonus culture of jungle tiles. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that? Anything I can really, like, say of note of this playthrough at the moment is that because we're playing it multiplayer. Yeah. And I had a connection problem. <laughs> the computer fucked you up. In the brief moment, the computer had control of my, my player. It did all kinds of fucking crazy decisions. <laughs> like, it changed production in all of my cities to boats, and I already had a fuck ton of boats. And it's like, I don't need any more boats. There's nowhere for them to go. And so it built a ton of them. And I didn't notice, obviously, when I came back, because I thought everything was how it was. And it changed a few of my uh, setups for a few of my cities. It changed... Um, 
where things were going. And it's like, I came back and I'm like, like every, every, uh, like for a few turns after the restart, we we're just like, okay, what the fuck just happened? What's going on? <laughs> Don't trust the computer player. No. They always suck. Not that we're doing very well. No, I think we've just like, I, my sieve is in like, I thought I was, I was doing okay in the early game, but it seems to have started tail, tailing off. And I think I've just like, I, I, my sieve had like a big bonus to science at the start, but I think that's like kind of ero- eroded, and now everyone's mm. caught up with me. Yeah, I've even caught up, and I, I don't have enough like production. Basically, I'm in a big load of plains and grassland, so I don't have any hills or anything to get production out of. Mm. It still remains one of those games that what was it? It was like quarter past twelve, and I'm like, man, I need to go to bed, man. I really need to sleep. Like about ten to one, we go. Fuck, we, we really messed up. It's like it's it's the one more turn thing about that game is unbelievably yeah. infectious. It's so hard to put down, <laughs> but that's like that's the best thing about it. It's like it's what if weird. I can play that game on my Mac. <laughs> is that possible? Good. Yeah. Can I use the same license as I've got if I just install it on Steam? Probably. Does it work that yeah, way? Yeah, if you have, yeah, if it's. Or it depends. Does Steam funny about that unless it's on Steam Play or if it has that moniker? Or Well, it, I think they now everything that does have the ability should have that. Okay, cool. Because, like, well, in my Steam list, I've got, like, in Civ 3 and 4, it's got, like, the Mac versions listed alongside. Oh, really? Which is completely retarded. Oh, that must be the old stuff. Yeah, that's the old. Yeah. That's before they introduced the whole Steam Play thing. Mm. But Civ 5 definitely has it. Because I tried installing that on Dad's Mac at one point. Because it's the Dad game, the, the <laughs> yeah. universally well-known oh, cool. Dad game. Try and get him to play it, but I never do. I don't really have any Dad games. It used to be like Jimmy Wilkins. We'll play that shit. Anyway. <laughs> it's a great bloody game. It's, it's like if we could get like more weekends where we just have open days and we can just spend all day playing it. And Dan was available. That would be awesome. Yeah. Wow. In theory, it's it's just a great game. It's like, yeah, you're sat you're sat around waiting more often, like in multiplayer occasionally, because it's like, well, you know, maybe I need to think about something. And, yeah. And or, maybe you or need, I need to fight a million warriors. Yeah. Or I need to, <laughs> or I need to set up some towns specifically for what I'm trying to do right now. And yeah, you know, so Zach will have to wait for me, or I'll have to wait for Zach for for some reason that I'm not entirely sure about, you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> you know you don't know, you don't talk about everything, and it's um, but it's it's it plays at a you know good enough pace to keep you interested. You just you just fill the downtime with conversation. It's sort of a great conversation game. Yeah, I think that would be quite a fun weekend to be honest. Just playing Civ yes. all together, chilling out. Yeah, although you probably need more than one day, wouldn't you? You'd need like yeah, yeah, a few days, literally all day. Yeah, unless you went hardcore. Oh yeah, twenty-four hours of session. Come on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Could do. And finally, to, to end my what I've been playing segment, except not it's the what I haven't been playing. No, oh, that's the weekly feature. <laughs> yeah. But this time, it's going to. It's not something I haven't been playing due to. Like something. Well, okay, there is one thing that I haven't been playing, which I haven't played anymore. Witcher two. 
just because I know I haven't got around to it, I guess. <laughs> it's not drawing you in still. Okay. Well, no, I don't know. It's like, I don't think I got to the point where it would be able to draw me in. Right. Because <laughs> I only really got out of the tutorial, I suppose. So I haven't reinitiated the plan to, to play that small. But then the other thing that I haven't been playing due to a totally different reason, and I theoretically will be able to play in the near future, is like, I wasn't playing Planetary Annihilation because it wasn't out. But now it's out. So. Oh, it's like out of early access. Yeah, yeah. they've decided to out. call it 1.0, supposedly. Ah. It's out, out, yeah. So now, I'm, now I can legitimately play it. Oh, shit, that means it's like actually a game we have to consider this year. You know, that's, the, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't think Starbound's going to make it to out, out. No, no, no chance. They have laid out their roadmap for 1.0, and, and then it's like... <laughs> the way they, they, so they put up this, like... JPEG of like here's the tech tree. It's like here's the tech tree for 1.0 of how it's going, how you're progressing. Where it's like here's your starting, and then you get a pickaxe, and then you, mm. and then so I looked at it, and it's like, well, that's that's how the game works now. There's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing actually new there. <laughs> oh, weird. They are change. They are the thing that does that is different from the last time I played. That they are changing is basically. They're making it so that the environmental effects of the planets is linked to the progression. So it's like you have to research the ability to survive on cold planets and hot planets and airless planets and toxic planets. Oh, I see. So that's actually going to be part of the progression. Is it actually going to be what you wanted by the time 1.0 comes out then, looking at this thing? It's like, is it actually really going to be beat Terraria? Well, I don't think it's going... I think they... Terraria? I don't know. They seem bogged down in, like very specific things and not enough generating content. So it's like, I think when it gets to 1.0, it'll be like it was the last time I played it, but it will just work. Oh, okay. But and it won't have anything more to it. Right. <laughs> right. Not being in that space, that sounds a little disappointing. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they are adding some new content that's specifically linked to like the story progression, where it's like specially crafted dungeons, basically that lock off your progression, where you have to like, act, you know, there'll be it will be a specific layout, and there'll be specifically spawned NPCs, and you have to work your way through this level, basically. Oh, okay, that could be interesting. So it won't all be randomly generated. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to have the, well. It doesn't seem like they're going to have time to add any more content, it's basically because they've got this big list of things that they need to do, and it's like, well, when is this game ever going to come out at this point? Yeah. <laughs> time is passing. Not very much to say about it. No. It's not going to make it out this year. Maybe next year. That's and only like four years after they said it was going to come out. So, yeah. Oh, maybe. I can't actually remember when they said it was going to come out. A long time. Ago. It feels like a late, like a long, long time. <laughs> the other annoying thing about it for me is that they've they're, they're only updating the nightly builds branch now, so they haven't done a stable update since the last time I played, mm. and they haven't done an unstable br- update for quite a while. So it's now only nightlies, which naturally are the most unstable. <laughs> right. So, so are these the ones that just get pushed out to Steam? Yeah, they just auto push them every every day. Mm. And it's just like well. 
Some of the new stuff sounds interesting, but I'm not going to fuck around with it nightly. I'd quite like at least one more stable build before you get to this nebulous endpoint in 2015, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, maybe it's, the, like they, it's like they're not thinking about it like that anymore. No, of course, but because it's now a, they're just auto pushing nightly, they're like, yeah, we're updating the game. <laughs> well, no, um, but the, the, my, this might actually be more useful to them as it stands because it's like you know if they're trying to iron out everything, it's like actually having the game in whatever state it's in is more convenient. Well, for in them. theory, it's like it's good for testing. I I guess, but arguably they're getting a lot less testing because not because everyone wants on. to put up with yeah. it being completely broken all the time. Yeah, it's an interesting balance. Because <laughs> like, from what I hear from people playing the nightlies at the moment, it's like you can't, you literally can't do anything at the moment without accessing the admin cheat mode and giving you stuff. It's like right. you can't because at the moment they're because they're making the progression for the ship where it's like you actually have to repair your ship before you can fly anywhere and all that. They've implemented the system for repairing the ship, but they haven't implemented the thing that you have to do to cause that to happen. So you just have to admin hack the item into your inventory and then use it to repair uh, the ship. Okay, so it's like, <laughs> the event to give you the repair item doesn't exist yet. Yeah, so for in order to even play the nightlies at all, you actually have to know what the fuck you're doing, I suppose. <laughs> it doesn't function as a game in the nightly version. Yeah, weird. Pitfalls of early access, I guess. Yep. They're having a lot of them, it seems. Oh, and I've just remembered one more thing that I did play that is also not much to talk about. I played some more kettle. Fucked around with that contracts and all that. Oh, yeah. There's not really much to say about that. Although it's kind of weird that now... I don't know if they rebalance the values, but it seems like I'm getting most of my science out of contracts now instead of doing actual science. Huh. Because that was always the thing with the science where you had to like, you basically had to sort of exploit it where it's like each terrain on Kerbal and each terrain on the moon counts as a different area so you can get different science. And that was how you got a lot of science in the early game. But now it seems, now that you just get contracts which are like, test this, you do a, you know, the standard part testing kind of contract that it spawns every time. But some of those will be like, here, this one will just give you a big lump of science as a reward. Well, I guess that's what testing's about, though, isn't it? Well, in theory, yeah, yeah, but but then equally, it's like, even though it seems like it's giving me a ton of science, I feel like I'm not progressing up the tech tree as fast as I should be. Mm. So I'm like, I'm not sure if they balance, maybe they balance the numbers to make it so that you can rely on only one or the other, almost. Mm. Like, you can get your science mostly from contracts or mostly from the regular science. And then if you theoretically do both, you can get tons. I don't know. Seems kind of weird. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, the whole problem with the science tree was really that in order to in order to get the ability to do different kinds of science, you had to spend tons of science. Because <laughs> you had to go down the branch which unlocked the parts that let you do science. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so... Build rockets, ex- stupid rockets, they explode, you know. That's, that's your plan. That's what I gave about. I think I finally worked out aircraft. I think I finally Seriously? worked out how the, uh, the, the, how, like, the center of mass, center of lift, and center of thrust things actually interact with each other so I could actually build a stable aircraft. Because I want, I obviously for the contracts I wanted to build an aircraft that could basically just carry a payload on it so that hmm. I could have like a fucking giant engine or whatever attached to it to go and do tests at specific altitudes 
And I think I finally worked it out where it's like, oh, so if I add all this extra mass up top, then I can reconfigure the angle of my thrust and the wings and counteract that so it actually continues to fly safely. So yeah, success, I suppose. How much experimentation did it take to figure that out then? A fair bit. It's like what it was mainly because the like the part I was trying to test was like I was trying to test one of the big engines attached to a tiny plane. It's like that's going to shift the center of mass a lot. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so, so then I actually so in order to counteract that I actually even had to like because it, it was I was doing it as a like a jettison test. So it was basically once you got up to the to the altitude, it was basically decoupling that engine off of the main plane. So I have my I have my main plane and its center of mass is all configured precisely so it could fly by itself. But then when you attach the testing part, it's like now you have to account for that mass. So basically you have to have the testing part and then like the testing part has its own wings attached to it. <laughs> right. That are specifically counteracting that bit of mass. And then when that flies off it because it takes the wings with it, so it doesn't yeah, fuck yeah. up your lift otherwise. Huh. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, there's some logic to all that. That's cool. It's hella wasteful in terms of money. Mm. Although that's actually a problem with the contract system that they probably need to fix. Because like, you want to recover as many parts as you can, obviously, to save the cash. But you can't actually do that at the moment. Because I, I thought it was finally time where it's like, oh, my solid fuel boosters can have parachutes on them. <laughs> so that you can parachute the solid fuel boosters back down and recover them. But that doesn't actually work. Because... At the moment, if you're if the if the vessel is in atmosphere and it's more than two and a half kilometers away from you, it just gets destroyed. Oh, <laughs> so it doesn't account for the parachutes; mm. they just always blow up. <laughs> so there's no reason trying to recover your own solid rocket pieces at the moment because it doesn't work. Oh, that's a shame. They definitely fix that at some point though, because that's a, like yeah. a real thing. I mean, people will want to recreate the stupid SpaceX self-landing boosters. Yeah, With the little legs. Yeah. So that game's still not technically out, is it? No. That's still early access or beta or whatever they want to call it. I guess. I guess it must be. In the same way that Minecraft is, I mean, for for sake. Space Space Engineers has been continuing to update every Thursday. They're doing a pretty good job of that. I haven't been playing it, but I've been seeing the updates happen. They're doing it's like they're being surprisingly consistent with their update every goddamn Thursday. Uh, when are they, I wonder where they're scheduled to come out on X Phone. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was wondering because it's just like there's not, there's clearly not a final, there's not an actual game to this game. Hmm. It might as well just be a creative sandbox for as much progression as there is in the survival mode. So it's like, what are they actually releasing on Xbox? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, I think it might be time to ask what Rob's been playing. Oh, really? Yeah. Indeed. Oh, yeah, we are running long again. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately, I don't really have a great deal to say. Well, you didn't have anything to say. Yeah, you, you, you made that half an hour somehow. Um, You've been playing Batman? Yeah, I've been playing Batman, and that's pretty much it, really. I, 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 I can't remember anything of note that, that I could cover. I was supposed to play some Mario Kart, but, you know, it's Mario Kart. Um, you play King Fortress and Guild Wars and all the, all the usual crap. All the usuals, but nothing really to say. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Arkham City. Um, I'm about, what, 13 hours? Well, maybe 16 hours in now, but yeah. Sort of cool. Reasonable amount of time into it. Um, yeah, that's a big chunk. It's a pretty great game. 
but very long my usual critical self just is hard to keep in check i mean oh, it's good it does work pretty well you know like the combat is still pretty ace it's visually quite nice um even though i think the pc port has a few issues um mm. this time around um it's it's very slickly put together it's it's just a nice uh, you know, a generally nice product. Like, um, yeah. But for me, like the elements they add to the game that everyone seems to love, or that you know, popular opinion seems to love, are the things that I think actually take away from why I liked Arkham Asylum so much. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think the open world stuff actually just makes everything really less co less coherent and experience. Yeah, like, it's just it feels like a bit of a clusterfuck of stuff. Like. There was way too many Riddler trophies now. Yeah, it's like I agree. still the completionist in me still wants to fucking do them all. But at the start they're of the game, everywhere. it's like you're seeing them everywhere, and it's like I yeah. can't. I don't know how to do hardly any of these because uh, you don't have the stuff. And it's like, and you start with quite a lot of the stuff from the first game, like or more of the stuff anyway. Mm, that's and true. It's, um, and it's just like, well, I don't know how to do any of this, and it sort of it, it really annoys you for a while, and then. Um, you sort of figure it out and then da, 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 da. the whole game is quite a learning experience in a way because it's like some of the elements they've added to just getting around the city like making the gliding work a bit better making the, the mm. grapnel boost stuff kind of interesting once you it's figure like, out the gliding it's it's a lot better like, yeah it, it takes a while for you to get to grips with how the various bits of maneuvering the world work like even when you're using the the the, the grapple the, or the grappling hook or the grapnel boost, there are certain combinations of buttons that for a while I couldn't work out what I was doing wrong. Like, mm. So the grapnel boost is uh, like a super useful thing for getting around because if you, while you're grappling yourself in, you double tap A and it speeds up your, the speed of it um, in the, with the, you know, the hope that at the end of it, instead of like le- getting onto the ledge or something, you just use it to fling yourself, um, mm. therefore getting a bit more air and therefore gliding easier. So you can just like zip around all over the place. But I don't know, I was doing something wrong for a really long time where it wasn't doing that fling. It was just getting onto the ledge. And it's like, well, what the bloody uh. hell am I doing? And it's like, and it's because I was holding down the button to fire the grapple. Uh, okay. And I didn't realize I was doing it. I'd like push the button to fire it. And just naturally, my finger would keep holding it during the grapple. Mm-hmm. Thinking that, you know, stupidly thinking that if I released it, I would lose the grapple. <laughs> right. But, but that's not how that works. It's like you push B to lose it. Well, you can't, I'm not even sure you can do that, can you? You're not sure you can push B to drop a grapple mid grapple. I sure remember. Yeah. No. But then, so you have to lift that off and you have to double tap A and then you have to hold A and then you get the fling. And it's like, and actually, that's, that might be the easiest of these sort of control things to explain. But my word, there's a lot of stuff you have to try and remember quite precisely in order to control things the way you want, especially in combat. Because there's like a lot more of like the quick combination things. Mm, yeah, like well, you don't just get all the upgrades and, and the, stuff. Yeah, because yeah. like now it's like when you're doing something, you hold left trigger and you press one of the face buttons, and each one of the face buttons has a different effect. Um, and then sometimes remembering which one of those is the thing you want can be a problem, or at least it's taking me a while to to learn yeah. that stuff. Yeah, it took me a while too. I think I used to like struggle I, over I think- the upgrades because I. I didn't want to buy them because I knew I'd have more to remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that whole upgrade menu looks crap compared to the one in Arkham Asylum as well. Because it's, yeah, so it's cause more they've, complicated. They've, they've tried to style it in a way that's actually probably more 
I don't know, probably more accurate because you know you're yeah. talking, you're communicating with the bat pewter and yeah. stuff, or, or bat computer. I just want to always call it the bat pewter. The bat pewter. Yeah. The bat pewter. Pewter. And it's um, so you know actually, and so but I I sort of miss the old sort of like they they went the the doubling down of the comic book style in all the menus and stuff. Yeah, in the previous was, game as well. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Um, it just feels like there's too much. It's like it's still a pretty awesome game, but there's just too much. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I just like Arkham Asylum more, but I can't really blame them because they no. they put more. more I mean, what choice do you stuff. have? You're making a sequel to a great exactly. game. So what do you do? You do more. Exactly. And they, and they don't think really it, have done more. <laughs> and they didn't make too many like big missteps. I mean, I'm still annoyed at the. I mean, I, I think it's a technological thing, but like the open world, like you say, it's a, it makes it a little unfocused. But I also felt like. The open city is, in fact, a straight line that's curled yeah, is, into, yeah. a, curled into a, a, shape, a U shape, which is like, well, yeah, you can't. You're I mean, only you're only ever reeling really backtracking along that one path, are you? Yeah, it's exactly. The, so you can't the entire you, time. You can't ever actually really go as the crow flies because you no. always have to go around the like weird corner. And it's sort of strange how some of the instruments sort of, like seem to like they may have coded in some other cases like so the range is actually decreasing properly as you go around the bend or something yeah even though like as the crow flies you're probably not closing the gap that quick i don't know yeah it's like yeah mate have they done that it just feels like that sometimes yeah i expect they probably did i mean i mean there's some nice sequences as well in it and stuff and some of the you know the new baddies and stuff are quite yeah mr freeze is quite cool and stuff and i mean the backtracking seems a little bit more annoying than it used to yeah I don't know why that is exactly. Yeah, you did do, you did you did backtrack in the first game quite a bit. Well, it was but, Metroid basically, but I mean, it didn't feel. But maybe too it was quicker to get going. to where you wanted to go. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Mm. I I don't think it tutorializes itself very well either. I think like because it just drops you in and you have more. You can actually mm. do quite a lot than it tells you about mm. for quite some time. And I find myself just doing it, and then by the time it actually tells you how you're supposed to do it, it's like, well, I've already figured that out. Yeah. Cheers, game. I could have done with that like several hours ago. Um, or, uh, and the whole problem with more and the open world nature and the fact that there's a million different types of side missions and things makes the story a bit of a clusterfuck as well. It's like, I, the, I liked the focused nature of the first game being pretty much about only like a couple of baddies. Like, it's focused on the plot with the Joker and it's focused on the yeah. occasional side story with Scarecrow and stuff like that. It's, Whereas this one's got, yeah. And it also seems less, and this sounds dumb because I say this all the time about sci-fi stories and stuff, the whole sort of scattershot of every bad guy imaginable is in the same place and they're all somehow interacting in some way and there's always a sort of like, oh, how convenient moment in the actions that take place. Like, I don't know, it makes the whole thing really hard to believe and get behind. I quite like all the Talia stuff and all that, like, the what, what's her face Natalia um, Ghoul yeah the Raz Al Ghoul stuff when you go stuff. down in yeah the assassin stuff when you go down into the sewers or whatever well, where, oh, I don't where, know that, that's one of the bits that I felt sort of like oh they just put it in because like the section's kind of cool but it's like it feels like story wise one of those sections yeah. that they just put in because they had to it's like because the films yeah. were doing the Raz Al Ghoul stuff well not necessarily I mean I think they do it in a different way from the film from oh yeah no they films. totally do they're more they're more clear to the comic books but it's hmm. or you know the whole original mythos of things but yeah but yeah and, I know, know they're not as I, good I, as the scarecrow sequences in in uh, 
Arkham Asylum. No, I and they sort of like do they do passing nods to that stuff, don't they? Like I don't know if you did the tea party. It's just like, uh, it's yeah, just I did do fight, that. But it's like, you know, it's an excuse for them to go crazy. With them. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't know about that. And that just happened, right? I just... No, I that's just one of the side stories where it's like someone's like, hey, we sent you a cure. And you're like, really? Yeah. And you go and, di- and, you go and do it. And it's like, yep, everything's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I, that was quite memorable. I liked that. That was a good part of the game. But again, it's another one of those, that's the only bit that the Mad Hat is involved with. Yeah. It's like, you it's know, like you know just throw in another really. bad guy. Like, yeah. I thought that was all right, but I know what you mean in general, like to this plot line, because at least that didn't really matter to the overall plot, like being affected. But but I I know what you mean in general. It's like, oh, you're bouncing between the penguin and freaking. Yeah. What's the face? And then there's the bits where you play. I think if they restrict it a little bit more, like, you know, perhaps if they, like, I don't know, like maybe Ivy doesn't need to be there. Maybe some of the smaller bad guys. Two Face doesn't really actually need to be there from what I've seen so far, just as a. No. There's a hook for Catwoman to be involved in something is the only reason, really. It's like if the, perhaps if they restricted everything down a little bit more and say perhaps had the Joker and Penguin and to a lesser extent maybe Freezes, that's it. That's the, the, these are the guys. Then maybe they could have made a more involved story around those rather than be, being passed off from person to person to do their errand so you can try and not die. You know. Mm. It's like the whole illness plot device seems a yep. little stretched thin. And I'm like less than, well, just over 50% of the way through the game. And it's like, yeah. how long is this going to keep going for? God damn it. I don't yeah, know. That a while. It, it feels like it's going to, it's a much bigger game. Like it's going to take me twice as long to complete as the first one did. And it's like easily. Yeah. And that's not even 100%ing it. It's probably me just being like in my sort of, doing stuff that I'm near, that's near to me <laughs> and just sort of, uh, you know, not ignoring things, but just not really actively seeking things, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's like, I tell you all this is like, this is one of my typical game reviews. It's like, it all comes across pretty negative, but it's still but you're pretty, enjoying it. Right? I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't wrong to like, tell you to play it. <laughs> no, no. It's like, I find myself playing quite long sessions of it. Like I'll play two or three hours and then just yeah. suffer from real burnout. And then I feel down about all of it. Yeah, but like you are the lo- moment loving it. When I, when I start to burn out from my session, then I start thinking about it, and then I'm like, Oof. you know what was a great game? Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I know. Arkham <laughs> Asylum. I think Arkham Asylum is like up there on my favorite games of the, the whole generation, up there with Red mm. Dead, I think. I think it's the classic thing with a lot of new IPs and that, you know, that the impact of that game was pretty huge. Yeah. You know, just play, you know, in, in in so much as the you know the legacy it's left behind of people trying to copy the Batman combat and um, the sheer slickness of all of its presentation and the focus of the story and the way everything was sort of Metroidy but played out in a kind of very believable way. You know, it's all it's a very very slick thing. And, and clever in places and misleading in others, and it's it's great. It's a great thing, and I. Some of all, as I say, a lot of that soul is missing, I think, from City. It's like mechanically everything's good. Even better in places, yeah. Even better, yeah, as you say. Like, in a lot but of places, it doesn't better, have, yeah, quite the same like, feel. Spark. It's, it's yeah. not, yeah. Which is, I don't and know, real, it's cool. It's, I, I think I'm making, I, it feels like because I'm, like, when I'm not playing it, that that's a bigger deal than it really is. Because when you're playing it, okay, I get into that sort of zen-like Assassin's Creed state where I'm just doing things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, I'm quite looking forward to the new one. I know Jeff Gersman's quite down on the whole Batmobile, but I, I, I think um, the fact that they're going for next gen only and everything, and mm. I think I think it could be good. Whatever yeah. it's called, the Arkham Knight. Or, so that's um, also one of the sort of problems I have with it. And the, the PC port of this version doesn't seem as slick as the last one. Like there right. are some there are some things where it's like obvious console-y sort of problems, like the but like incredibly minor thing. The UI doesn't update at more than thirty frames per second. So right. like you can see like you know where your grapple is targeting and stuff is sort of slower than the rest of the the world, which to me is rendering like over 60 frames per second most of the time. Um, and I also get micro stutters when it's, when I'm, especially when I'm flying around the city, like it's struggling to load quick enough. And yeah, some yeah. of that I have mitigated by doing some tweaks to its engine any file. Like you can fuck around with some stuff in there, like increasing the texture pool size and um, storing how long it considers objects permanent. Like you can increase some of those values to make some of that better, but I shouldn't have to fuck around with this stuff. Like I have a system that's more than capable of, no, like it's well yeah. beyond the specs they recommend, and it's still struggling. And you know, this this game is 2011 as well, and you know, I my current run of hardware was last year, I think. Apart from you know, yeah, no, it was just stuff. my like, graphics card is last year's tech, so it's. I got the impression be from them, yeah, they were optimizing it heavily for the consoles. I don't know how much they, but they did such a good job at the. Arkham Asylum PC edition, you know, they made yeah. a big deal of when Arkham Asylum came out. It's like, oh yeah, we're supporting like NVIDIA 3D Vision at a time when 3D Vision was like kind of new and, yeah. and, and potentially exciting. And they were like, yeah, we're doing that. And it's like, although this still has 3D Vision support and this does have pretty good DX11 support, it's, as I say, you get these hitches, you get these problems, you get these still has texture loading, like the menus, like even, you know, that, that the, the opening menu screen where it's showing those like stills of Batman and it's like, yeah, that should, that's conceptually really cool. But the camera pan is weirdly jerky. Like mm. you can see items sort of like, it's not a smooth motion. It's like things sort of judder. And it's like little things like that where I don't think they've really, really focused on running things at a higher resolution than, you know, than the consoles. You probably wouldn't see that at 720. Because I'm running it at 1080, you can see that, mm. and it's makes all the difference. Um, yeah, yeah, the cracks start coming out. And again, yeah, again, I must stress this is a typical Rob super negative sounding review, but it's actually a pretty great game. <laughs> cool. You played anything else? Not, it just doesn't. Oh. It just doesn't feel as good as the first. No, um, I agree. Or play Arkham Asylum first, and then play Arkham City if you liked it. Yeah, see what you think. It's all, it's all opinion. Arkham City seems to have a great, you know, people seem to think that's the pinnacle of the series thus far. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, so, I'm not so sure. But I prefer the first one, definitely. Yeah. But, they're, they're, yeah. Yeah. but I, as I say, I think general internet opinion from what I've read. and that first game's the only game I, what, what do they call it on Giant Bomb in the old oh, you, days? Oh, you thousand, or you S-ranked Thou- it. I S-ranked, yeah. The, the original, <laughs> yeah. the original Arkham Asylum. All, all thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go through and play it again in hard mode. And I'm, a bit of me thinks that perhaps I should have started this one in hard mode as well. But I have found a couple of the fights kind of tricky this time. Yeah, sometimes they get a bit icky. You know, dealing with guns is still a problem. 
Yeah, you have to just not let them shoot them. <laughs> no, and you've got like some ability to do crazy stuff now, like re- like you know, just grapple the gun out of your hands, and one of the one of the special moves breaks the gun permanently. And yeah, I don't think I've seen many of those. Like, oh, I'm not sure I've seen any actually of those like just gun replenishing boxes oh, that they had things, from yeah. that they had from Asylum, which is nice. Then again, like the and conversely, the smoke pellet is like super powerful. It's like you just launch it, you just stay there, and if anyone's like in it, you can just sort of like creep around behind them and silently take them down. Yeah. And then if there's and then if there's just one guy hanging around outside the smoke pellet, we just grapple them out of the smoke and they can't see it coming. And it's like that feels really cool, but at the same time, it's like well, this takes most of the, like provided there's only two guys, this takes all of the pressure out <laughs> fighting guys with guns. So you can only really, the shortcut to the smoke pellet only appears when there's guys with guns shooting at you. Like you can activate it manually, but it's like I wonder how effective that would be just to activate it during every fight again. Too. Well, give it a try. Well, yeah. Oh, that was, that's just reminded me of another thing that it tutorialized super late. You know, they added that thing in like I think the Rachel Gould boss fight has that moment where you get like dogpiled by several guys at once and it just says just mash y to counter yeah, the yeah 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 and, and you're you like go, okay. and you go brah but it, what, it, what it doesn't make clear is that actually works during a normal fight if multiple people attack you at once right you can mash that a few times and he will counter counter both people attacking you oh cool and it's like that's really cool but it's only just told me that Right, yeah, and you could have been using that all along. And I could have been using that for a while, rather than trying to like come up with strategies for seeing it. And it's like something about the free flow combat doesn't feel quite so slick as well. Like I'm sure there are moments where it goes into like they all put the blue marker over someone's head, but you're already in a move attacking a guy before that occurred, and that there's not enough time to do anything about that, depending on what animation you do. Mm. So I'm not I'm not sure about that. I, I, that could just be me not reacting to the situation well enough, but it does occasionally feel yeah, like there are situations that I can't perfect. do anything about. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the telegraphing isn't like ideal. And that, you know, again, that might've been a problem with the old game that I just can't remember, but yeah, probably I think they did improve things mm. somewhat. It's definitely yeah. more varied anyway. Play Batman. Good old Rocksteady. Cool. Oh, we're running out of time. Well, we're way over, aren't we? We're way over. We're way okay. over. It's, it's all right. I've got nothing else to say, really. That's okay, pretty much cool. it. I haven't got much to say. I didn't play anymore. I got put off at FTL because I would, my plan was to continue on easy mode and keep unlocking all the ships. But then the next ship I unlocked was the like Federation cruiser, and it just looked like a crap version of the Pegasus. And I was like, hmm, that's lame. Do I really have to do this thing? <laughs> I really have to do another run. Federation cruiser, the one with the artillery beam. That's like the best. No, no, is it the cruiser? I don't know. The next, feder- the next federation ship. You know, it's like only like the third ship after the energy ship. You know, what's it called? It's just the same. It's, it's like the same as the Pegasus. Like you get, the you get, you. No, the, oh, the Kestrel. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Where same you as the Pegasus. From? That's a totally know. different. That's like a different universe entirely. Sorry, same as the Kestrel. The Federation cruiser is the one with the artillery beam. <laughs> Makes it super awesome and well easy as well. <laughs> well, in theory, if you can manage the early part I think of it. whatever it was, it, only, it, it didn't have the missile launcher that the Kestrel had. But it did, it, and I can't remember. And it had the blast, you know, the Mark II blaster, the same as the Kestrel. And it's well, just it obviously. Long. It obviously wasn't the stealth ship because <laughs> no, I've unlocked that. That's that, a whole different problem. I've got the stealth well, ship. 
Yeah. But yeah, you get, anyway. You get that with an easy event. The, the big Federation cruiser, the one that's also that weird pale cream colour. Right. That kind of, that one's kind of awesome if you upgrade the artillery beam sufficiently. I didn't realise it had some kind of artillery beam on it. That might make it fun. Yeah, it's, mm. a, it's attached to the ship. It's not like a weapon. Oh, weird. It's a oh, upgrade. so how do you use it then? It just flies oh, is that the difference? Okay. Oh, interesting. Huh. It's bas- that's oh, basically so the trick to that ship is that, like... It's firstly, I mean, it's a room in your ship, so it can be targeted by attacks, which can disable it, of course, so that becomes a problem with protecting that weapon system. Because it's like a separate weapon system from your normal weapons. Sure. Room. But then, so it's like, it's, it just fires automatically. It's a beam weapon that penetrates through all shields, but you can't target it, so it does like a random amount of damage, basically. Mm. And it may or may not hit oh. what you need it to. But then... Uh, so its upgrade tree just reduces the cooldown between each shot. So it starts off with like 50 seconds or whatever, so it takes forever. But if you can survive the early game long enough to put enough scrap into it to upgrade it and get it to like the 30 second cooldown or 20 seconds, it's basically hella powerful because it will just rip through everything real quick. Yeah. And of course it makes the end boss incredibly easy because you just don't have to do anything, you just wait. Okay. <laughs> and it's guaranteed to kill okay, it Provided you okay, have a weapon scrap so deal with their weapons. No, you don't even need to. If you're if you're dodgy enough or shieldy enough, you can just tank it. I guess. Because yeah. <laughs> on the selection screen, I can't couldn't see the difference, but of course it's a it's a tiny room in the ship that has a single missile icon on it, right? Yes, it's a it's a system instead of a weapon. Artillery beam powers a slow high powered beam that pierces all shields and does one damage per room hit. Okay. Wow, that's good. Pierces that's all fun. shields. And you yeah. just upgrade it so it has a less cooldown. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. It, okay. That, okay. I mean, that obviously, it is tricky to get it to the, the to the later stages because you're having to spend so much scrap upgrading that. You almost, It's like the way to play that ship, I think, is you almost have to primary put all of your scrap into upgrading that as soon as possible at the cost of literally everything else, more or less. <laughs> Which right. is, it makes it a difficult run in the early game because if you get unlucky and it doesn't do enough damage quickly enough or whatever, you can easily get boned. Right. Okay. So you have to rely on that thing basically, put yeah, everything into it, and try not to die before. And so, would you put scrap into that before like shields and stuff? Well, I I normally I'd say you probably like alternate back and forth between shields and the upgrades for that. Like probably do get my one door upgrade, upgrade for that. Well, yeah, obviously. Get the door Always upgrade. Doors. <laughs> but you l- probably, like, upgrade to level two shields first, and then right. the beam, and then shields, and then the beam, probably. Or, depending right. on how much scrap you find, maybe the beam before the level three shields, even. I should get FTL on my iPad as my mobile game. Yeah, I think so. I think you mentioned that anyway, uh, I'll report back class, on that. Then. I'll report back on that next time. So I'll give it a try. <laughs> I just took, completely missed the the freaking awesome thing about the ship. Apparently, the, yeah. the, the freaking artillery beam. Okay, awesome. Okay, I'll be playing that. So we'll get to hear about that next time, along with Woo. all the TGS news and various other shit. If there's any TGS news, <laughs> if there is any, yeah, cool. Okay, thanks for joining us on the Saladcast. Uh, catch us for that stuff next time. And uh, check out uh, happysalad.net and also our YouTube channel for more of these fools playing on Fantasy Seven and, and eating the other stuff. And theoretically stuff. other stuff, yeah. Exactly. Don't mention this stuff. We have plans. That was all yeah. I was going to say. Never yeah. make a commitment, as we mentioned. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we have plans. But yeah. 
No promises. And maybe you'll see some of our old oh, insane games we made we mentioned at the start that we made when we were fourteen as well. So yeah, look forward to that shit. Yeah, look forward to that <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye everybody. Bye bye. No, no bye from Zach. Zach. Sorry, I was fucking with my guns. Let's go now, goodbye. No. Shift! Oh god, shift! Shift!